Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The jury has decided Alex Jones must pay more than $4.1 million in his ongoing defamation damages trial. The reason I say it's a defamation damages trial is because Alex Jones never actually got a real jury trial. He was found in default, according to the judge, uh, to the court. He did not comply with discovery. According to Jones himself, he did. So this is a particularly interesting case. They considered a rare ruling that a judge just simply said, nah, you lose. Moving on. And now the jury says 4.1 million, which is also interesting because, you know, as much as it's bad for Alex Jones, I mean, the dude is very, very wealthy. You can probably easily pay that. But the big news comes tomorrow when they assess punitive damages. I heard a lot. Some people are saying it can be upwards of $9 million, 8.8 or something like that. Other people have said four. We will see tomorrow. But there's a lot we need to break down with this case. And it is very interesting. And the other big news. Joe Biden has declared a monkeypox health emergency. Okay, this one's going to get nasty. I'm sorry. You just, you just, just be prepared. We're going to be talking about the news. We're going to do our best to keep things, you know, family friendly. But this is a really, really insane story. What's going on with monkeypox in this country? I'm sure most of you know. So we'll get into that. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member if you'd like to support our work. And you'll get access to the exclusive Timcast Uncensored After Hours show. We'll have that up at 11 p.m. Plus, we've got a bunch of other shows like Tales from the Inverted World. And uh, the big news, of course, many of you know this, we have since, no, we, we no longer accept PayPal when doing transactions for members. We use Parallel Economy, a company co-founded by Dan Bongino. It is censorship resistant. So supporting us is also supporting them because we need to get more companies involved with ParallelEconomy.com using them for for financial transactions so we can build up an ecosystem that is resistant to censorship. Joining us, uh, oh, so also, yeah, smash the like button, subscribe to to this channel, share the show, and joining us to talk about this case with Alex Jones, which will be interesting because uh, this good sir is a lawyer, is James Lawrence. Hey, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Do you want to give people a little bit of uh, information about uh, who you are and, you know, you you were in the news recently? Sure. So I am a lawyer at Envisage Law in Raleigh, North Carolina. Been practicing there since I left the Trump administration in January of 2021. I had the opportunity to serve in the Department of Health and Human Services in the immediate office of the general counsel and uh, was outgoing chief counsel of the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, under uh, President Trump. Yep. And, and then you recently, um, you're actually involved in a bunch of lawsuits pertaining to vax mandates. And yeah. and also you uh, uh, you were representing Alex Berenson in the Twitter lawsuit. That's right. I was lead counsel for Alex in his lawsuit against Twitter, which uh, recently settled. Right on. Well, we'll talk about all that. We also have Mary Morgan of Pop Culture Crisis. Hello. I'm happy to be back, everyone. Uh, my name's Mary. I co-host Pop Culture Crisis on YouTube. It's a daily live show where we talk about entertainment news and celebrity drama and movies, all that good stuff. Go over and subscribe. 
What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland here from iancrossland.net. I'm very happy to be here. Nick Koenig, Super Chat, my favorite Skyrim character is a rogue that dual wields daggers. Just to get that out of the way in case... Really? Super Chat. For now, it is. I like to play on legendary difficulty with, mm. uh, with like... Um, Sneak attack? In survival mode, so there's no... There's no fast travel, yeah. and it's really hard. It like fighting one guy becomes yeah sneak attacks. Have you played sneaking. the VR Skyrim? Negative. It's so much fun. It looks good. Yeah, the bow and arrow. I see people like <laughs> you can grab NPCs and bend their head and stuff. Like it's getting crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, right on. And Lydia, of course, on vacation. So uh, Chris is here handling the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? All right, let's jump into that first story from Law and Crime. Texas jury finds Alex Jones must pay more than $4.1 million to Sandy Hook victims' parents for calling the massacre a giant hoax. This story is absolutely insane. First, they say this is far lower than the figure parents had asked them to award $150 million in damages, which their lawyer found a fitting penalty for Jones's decade of deceit. December will mark the 10th anniversary of the massacre. The jury which reached the verdict on the first day of deliberations has yet to award punitive damages and will return on Friday to consider that unresolved matter. Only the size of the award has been an issue at trial as the judge issued a rare default judgment against Jones before trial for failing to comply with his discovery obligations. That's not that's weird, right? You're a lawyer. Yeah, it is. It's not something you see a lot in litigation. Typically, if there are disputes between parties on discovery, so for example, if a plaintiff or a defendant is seeking documents or answers to interrogatories or other questions in discovery, there's a process that you go through, right? The counsel for both parties confer with one another. They try to understand what the disputes are. And uh, ultimately, the parties go to the court and ask the judge to weigh in on whether or not to order the party to produce those documents. And I'm not familiar with the specific details of Alex's case and the procedural history of how the default judgment happened, but it is a rare thing for a court to not provide any sort of intermediary sanction. Right. They uh, just went straight than to default. default. Less than default, which would be uh, negative inferences, perhaps from an evidentiary standpoint or other uh, sanctions that the court might levy, but not uh, going straight to a finding of liability. Do you, in think, the case. Do you think Alex Jones can, can appeal this and, and potentially win? Potentially, there's a ground for appeal, uh, for sure, if... Again, and not knowing what the Texas state court precedents are uh, right now, but there, in theory, yes, would be a, a, a basis to appeal the finding of, of liability, which is the threshold finding for uh, the damages that flowed out today in the $4 million or so verdict. So this is the story from NPR. Conspiracy theorist Alex Jones ruled liable in Sandy Hook defamation case. This is from November 15th, 2021. They said a Monday ruling from a Connecticut court, which found Jones and other defendants liable for defamation, brought swift reaction from an attorney or was any of the families. The Superior Court Judge Barbara Bella cited the defendant's willful noncompliance with the discovery process as the reasoning behind the ruling. Bellis noted that the defendants failed to turn over financial and analytics data that were requested multiple times by the Sandy Hook family plaintiffs. Now, this is a Connecticut court 
the, 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 the story about the $4 million is a Texas court. I know that he's got other uh, defamation cases co- coming from these parents. But um, the reason I bring up that story, I, I believe it's, it's, it's the same one, but um, I'm not entirely sure. What I know is that, um, or what I can say, Alex told me they complied with everything, but no matter what they gave, they were told they weren't complying. I'm not saying you need to believe Alex Jones. Right. I'm just saying that's what he's asserting. Now, the question I have is, if a court orders you to hand something over that you don't have, and then issues a ruling in default, like, what do you do? Assume, let, let's, let's operate from the assumption that Alex Jones did comply with discovery as he claims, and they rule in default anyway. What do you do? Oh, you go to the court and you explain all the things that you did to, to, to produce documents. Oh, yeah. You, you try to uh, create, uh, you, you show the court for example, if you're searching for documents across a corporation, for example, what search terms you used, how you uh, searched for documents, how you collected them and ultimately produced them, um, you know, you uh, you offer the opportunity for somebody to come and do a forensic analysis uh, to to make sure you're not hiding something, right? The, those those are the steps that you could go through to sort of prove your your uh, that you've you've complied with your obligations, but that doesn't sound like that opportunity was provided in this particular case, yeah. which again is going to potentially raise uh, ap- appealable issues. So I wonder if this is just political. You know, $4 million, oh. I'm just going to come on and say it for Alex Jones. He said in trial something like anything more than $2 million would like damage the company or something. I don't believe it. I think I think a four million dollar ruling. Alex probably left, got in his car, and then went yes, because this, like a lot of people are posting on Twitter that this may this may as well have been a victory for for Alex four million dollars because he 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 makes so much money. Now he doesn't make as much money as he used to, which is another big a- element of this of this trial of this case is that they're trying to claim people are just it, it's so frustrating dealing with you know people are saying in the trial, they said Alex Jones made $165 million in sales. Wow. Alex Jones made $165 million. No, that's, that's, that's gross. What's the net? What's the, what's the profit? What's the take home? What after taxes? Like how much money does men actually have? A lot. That's why I'm saying like, yeah, 4 million sucks. But for someone as well off as Alex, as big as his empire is, he can probably pay that. How long do they take to pay that? Do they give him like a year every no. month? Does he have to make payments? Is it a bulk Dude, payment? People don't know anything <laughs> about this stuff. He's probably never going to pay him. Like there was, an, there was a, a viral post. Was on, or there was a post on Reddit. And then they were like, I think it was related to OJ Simpson. They said, he, you know, it was a $30 million wrongful death lawsuit. He's only paid like 100 grand after like mm-hmm. 30 years. Why? Because you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. Oh. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah, and people arrange their assets in ways that can be advantageous in that regard. I think yep. you, the Enron executives, right, and when in in uh, in the two thousands, who had multi million ver- dollar verdicts that were levied against them, who bought large houses in in Florida, if I'm not uh, mistaken, or if I'm remembering correctly, because essentially they could put put their assets into a home that couldn't be levied against to. Uh, to collect against a judgment. Yeah, can they, they can't take your house from you, can they? Or it depends on what state you're in yeah. in terms of how uh, how far a judgment creditor can go to collect against you. Like I said, I think in the case of the Enron executives, there are special rules in Florida that 
that that that allow people to put their assets weren't they into like homes weren't they like buying like a hundred million dollar house and then being like sorry i'm in bankruptcy can't take my home from me <laughs> I, I i don't know remember if it was it was it was that much but it was big houses big big houses and lots of money and then when yeah. they start like a bunch of like home renovations they just start the renovations <laughs> and they're like sorry all the money's out even though it hasn't been built yet yeah. it's, I, don't it's have, I don't know it's easier than that I mean, here's here's one thing you could do, right? Let's say you uh, want to engage in corrupt behavior, or let's say you have you have plans to be corrupt, and you know that you can't take the money from an organization. Say, like I don't know, um, you're an elected official, and you want people to pay you for favors, so um, you'll create something called like a global foundation. And then as, let's just say your secretary of state or something like that. Mm-hmm. Under Obama. Under Obama. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden, hundreds of millions of dollars are pouring into your foundation, which is unrelated to you. Right. You know, that's one way. To, or, or, or let's say um, you uh, want to do large private equity deals with China, but you are an elected official. So you have your son fly on the government plane with you, just hypothetically, of course, and then um, share bank accounts with them even though I have no idea how, how that works legally, uh, but share phone numbers. That way, if you are the one communicating, you can always just say it was your kid. And that way, you know, you can try and cover it up. Th- those are things you, that somebody might do. Actually, just for the sake of clarity, I'm literally referencing what Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton have been accused of doing. In no way trying to encourage people to engage in any of those behaviors. Right, the Clinton Foundation. Right. Took a lot of money. And then when she was when she lost, all of a sudden the Clinton Foundation stopped getting like money just dried up and just And then it, they they disbanded it and now it's back. Is that yeah, right? They were like, hey, we're gonna win again or something like that. <laughs> when you said that they one thing Alex or someone that had, feels like they've been wronged by the process can go to the court and see if they can rectify like discovery or whatever. Right. Is the court just basically the judge in this it, case? It is the judge, right. Right. So you if you have a discovery dispute. You try to work it out with the other party first. You do something called meet and confer with the other side to see if you can resolve the dispute without having to get the judge involved. But ultimately, if you're unsatisfied with what the other side is doing in terms of the documents that they've given or the answers that they've given in discovery, you go to the court and you move to compel and you ask the judge to order them to order them to uh, to uh, provide responsive documents or answers but what if you don't have it like what are you supposed to do there's nothing yeah nothing you can do there is nothing you can do other than other than again what i said earlier which is show the court the efforts that you've undertaken to uh, pull the judge can just just be like "Ah, you're lying potentially yeah yeah i think people need to realize everybody thinks you live in this world of laws and that the laws dictate what will happen. They don't. They're more like guidelines. I think it's funny when people say, you know, because Carrie Lake is big in the news and they're talking about her election. There was a funny article that said if Carrie Lake gets her legally impossible wish, Donald Trump will be in- ineligible to run for president because you can only win twice or whatever. And I was like, legally impossible. I like how they say that as if like the Declaration of Independence was legal as it pertained to the to British Parliament. Like, no, a bunch of guys drank and then said, you know what? We're declaring independence. <laughs> And the crown was like, you can't, that's not legal. And they're like, we don't care. So at a certain point, humans just make decisions to do things. And so we might sit back and be like, you can't do that. The court says this. And it's like, bro, the judge is going to do whatever they want. And good luck. If you get a bad judge, what are you going to do about it? Well, that's why you have an appeals process. I know, it's cool. But what if you get a bad Supreme Court? Yeah, well, right. Or they reject it. it. It's just. 
No, that's that that's true. I mean, it we we, we live in a fallen world and in a legal system that has limitations. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. On its ability to do justice. Yeah, that's I, true. But, but I, I, I will say, just in defense of the legal system in some ways, we are blessed and fortunate in the United States there, where we do, I, I believe in most cases, um, civil cases that I've been involved in, certainly judges that are trying to do uh, their best to reach reach the right result. Um, so we do have we do have that blessing here in the United States that a lot of other countries don't have. No, I mean we got a pretty good system. I think the issue is just we're getting to this point culturally where you have two distinct Americas. You have the multicultural democracy. You have the constitutional republic. You, ha- you now have judges. It, it, you know, I understand. Sometimes you'll get a judge. And I've, I've watched Law and Order, right? Right. They'll be like, this is good news. You know, we've got Judge Smith, who's, uh, you know, not a fan of X or Y, which means we'll probably be able to get, you know, these things filed or something like that. They'll say stuff like that. Right. And I've been involved in legal issues in the real world where I've been advised, if you file in this jurisdiction, right. you're going to have this judge and he really hates this stuff. And so it's like, okay, you take those in, things into consideration. That's to a degree understandable, the perceptions of the right. judges and how they interpret the law. But we're getting to the point where these judges are like, I hate Alex Jones. He's an evil man. CNN told me so. I'm not going to let him win no matter what he does. It is we're, very we're getting to the, We're getting to that point. I'm not saying this of the current judge. Some people are accusing it. I'm saying quite literally, like I'm saying it's hypothetical. We're getting to the point where your judge is going to be like, I don't, I don't know or care who you are. You're MAGA. And that's... Obviously, not a place where we need to be, and that's a disturbing place. Yep, it's a scary place. That's where we're at. If anything, Alex Jones was the one who got defamed because after his Sandy Hook comments, they twisted that into saying that he also claimed Parkland didn't happen and all sorts of things didn't happen. None of that was true. They brought up how like some of the stuff he was saying was him reading comments from users and news articles, and so it's like. There should also be room for Alex Jones to be a performer because that's partly what he is. I I don't like I don't like the idea that um, look the Sandy Hook fa- families these are private individuals you don't you don't get on a big platform and start right. accusing private individuals of stuff you shouldn't do it for anybody right I didn't but, watch that what he said at the time yeah I mean he had he had his own ploy- his own employees were telling him to stop what did he say exactly is it public. Uh, it, is it on YouTube? I don't think that you're allowed no, to repost not. what he said on YouTube. It's, it's it's not, and I would not be able to quote exactly what he said. But I know there were various instances of him accusing them of being crisis actors or saying they weren't real. But a lot of it was him being like, oh, look what this person said, and look what this person said. And then they've also, they also accused him of saying things like, if you really did lose your children, I'm so sorry. And they were like, what does that mean? And they were saying those statements as well were part of the defamation. What you got to understand about private individuals, you can't, like the standard is really low for, for defamation against a private individual. Or I shouldn't say it's really low. It's just really high if you're a public figure. So what they tried doing with the Covington Catholic kids was claiming they were involuntary public figures. Like that's absurd. But Alex didn't get a jury trial in this. 
as to whether he defamed him. So we didn't even go over that stuff. Jo- Jones was instructed that he was not allowed to say that he was that he didn't do it. He was not allowed to defend himself at all. They said he, he wasn't allowed to say he complied with discovery and he wasn't allowed to say he, he didn't defame them. And he wasn't allowed to say that he didn't mean to call them and cause them intentional harm. Why? Could That's he, crazy. Yeah, and, and on the first issue about not being able to say he wasn't liable, that was already decided. The, the, it was a trial. It was it was a it was right. a trial on damages. So that's not out of the ordinary um, at all, right? Because if you're only there to try damages, you the, the issue of liability is already. It is decided. out of the ordinary, right? It was rare that there's a default right, rule. Correct. In this case. Correct. Right. Right. So the exactly. fact that he never but, got an opportunity correct. to be like, here's what happened. Correct. That being said. I got to tell you guys, um, before the trial even happened, I know people who people have told me it's hearsay, but they were like, I heard so and so said to Jones, you have to stop doing this. And then in the trial, they actually brought up communications where employees at InfoWars were telling him, like, why are you doing this? It's not worth it. You need to stop. And he didn't. And, you know, people have brought up that he was drinking probably got arrogant. I mean, this dude was making a lot of money. He was making what? Like, uh, here's the crazy thing. They said it was like 16, uh, I'm sorry, 165 million in sales, $165 million in sales. I also, I also heard Scuttlebutt was like, he was making like 10 million a month. So if you're doing you know, 165 million per year, so you're, so if, if it's, if you're making 10 million, imagine what his profit margins are. Some speculate it was around 70%. Makes sense. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And, and, and I'll tell you this too, like the 4.1 million, I know it's bad. There's precedent, like they're trying to get a political victory or whatever it is people think. The The thing about this 4.1 million is I'm willing to bet Jones got crypto or something. You know, he knew this was coming. So you have to imagine that if you know it's coming and you're running a, working a company, you're going to start, you're going to ramp up everyone's salaries. Your kids are going to get their inheritance yeah. very quickly. And then they're going to come for you and be like, it's all gone. You're ordering your fair. You're, you are ordering your affairs strategically. Yep. At that point, though, there are uh, remedies potentially that these plaintiffs can take to try to trace that money to some extent. But well, yeah. Well, let me let, let me ask you then as, as a lawyer, like if uh, if Alex Jones paid a million dollars to an employee, could they then get that money back? Well, the problem is what what did the <laughs> what did the employee do Let's with say, it right after they after well, they well, got it? Right. Let's say let's say the, let's let's say that someone was contracted to uh, produce a documentary, and uh, they're a documentary yeah. filmmaker. And Alex said, "We'll give you a, a million dollars to produce this this massive documentary." And they said, "You got it." It's a third part. Let's, let's say it's a third party company that's contracted with Alex Jones. Could you? How would you get the money from them? I mean, they're not involved in your lawsuit. You can't just take the money from them. They're doing work, right? Yeah, I mean, provide, provided it's a legitimate arm's length transaction that's not. Right, how would you fraudulent. Claim, how would you? No, yeah, sure. It's right. like an invoice came in and it said, "Here's the proposed budget for the film." Right, and they said, "We're going to pay you the million dollars." What and, do you do? And, and 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 that gets into the interplay of you know potential bankruptcy questions, which I'm not a you know I'm yeah. not a expert in in bankruptcy, um, but uh, fraudulent transfers and things of that nature, where creditors will go and try to. But I'm saying collect. not not fraudulent. Like right. let, let's say Alex right. Jones has never done a million dollar documentary before. Right. Gets sued, and then he decides to do one. Now he's broke because right. he spent all the company's money. You sue him, and he says, "I don't have any money." And they say, "Where is it? We we spent it. I'm running the company." Right. 
and the, and then you show like a legitimate invoice and transaction and budgeting plan for this big project. Right. And then is the that pers- what you think is happening with the upcoming documentary? What he's doing that that is well, not his actually. Well, he has a documentary. <laughs> Alex's oh, war no, no, is no. not related to Infowars. I'm not. I'm not. I'm he not didn't contract that in any way. No. I'm not. I'm not okay. referring to anything about Alex told. Jones. I'm saying like in the event that you get sued, couldn't you just spend the money? <clears throat> well, and then whoever's hands it belongs to. Yeah, you can't then, sue them. That's their private business. Right. And then I, you couldn't take. I couldn't take your money. You know, if I was right. suing Ian and. Right. No, I, and, for and, and, and again, I think what would happen is you, you would have to apply the you would have to apply the law uh, and the case law in the jurisdiction where you're in, in his case in Texas, as they're going to go and try to collect against him personally. They're going to try to collect against these corporations. Then you're going to have a overlay with the bankruptcy court and how uh, the bankruptcy process plays out. And which uh, who's going to get paid and in what priority? Because I imagine he has other creditors, not just these judgment creditors that are out there that uh, that uh, he owes yep. money to. Right. So, yeah, I don't I don't I don't. It's a four million dollar judgment. And I'd be surprised if they actually even get any money. I mean, they might get a little bit. What are they? But what's going to happen? Right. I mean, and, if and he, right, right. Because they it, it sounds like they might have to get in line. Right. Exactly. With, with a lot of other people yep. in the bankruptcy process. And then there's questions of like. Let's say Alex Jones just says, I declare bankruptcy, I liquidate the assets, I pay everybody off, and then he takes a lucrative contract working for a different company. And so, sure, out of his, the money they're paying him, uh, maybe they only pay him a small you know, six-figure salary, yeah. so he only has to pay a certain percentage, but then he gets to live luxuriously you know, through other people. Like, he's Alex Jones. He could take a cell phone worth 20 bucks and film a video and get a million views. Right. So it's, you know. Let's jump over to this next story, though. We'll move off the uh, Alex Jones stuff. That was that was big news, and I thought it was really important considering, you know, what's been going on. But this is the big national story. We have this from CNN Politics. The Biden administration has declared monkeypox a public health emergency. Uh-oh. The announcement came during a briefing with the Department of Health and Human Services. The administration has been criticized at times for its handling of the outbreak. Since the first U.S. monkeypox case was identified mid-May, more than 6,600 probable or confirmed cases have been detected in the United States. Cases have been identified in every state except Montana and Wyoming. The declaration follows the World Health Organization announcement last month that monkeypox is a public health emergency of international concern. The WHO defines a public health emergency of international concern as an extraordinary event that constitutes a public health risk to other states through the, intention, through the international spread of disease and to potentially require a coordinated international response. Okay, well... Look, according to, I think it's the World Health Organization, 95% of those who have been infected have been men who have sex with men. And so there was a story where they were saying, you know, uh, actually, I'll just put it this way. In New York City, if you want to get a vaccine in order to be eligible, you have to be a, a, a man who, a male who has intercourse with males and have had m- multiple anonymous partners. That's how you qualify for the vaccine. They're not just giving this vaccine to anybody. They also said male identifying. So really, I guess women can get the monkeypox vaccine too. As long as you're claiming to get with a bunch of guys, I guess. Dude, this is like a struggle session. They're like, you know what you got to do if you want the vaccine. Here's our guidelines. Go get them. Super base that Montana and Wyoming don't have it. I mean, why well, do you think like, all the Californians want to move there? Yeah, but it's it, it's not so much that it's super based. Like, I, I I drove through Wyoming, and I thought I was gonna run out of gas, 
because I'm driving down this highway for like 200 miles and it's just road. And then there was this small shed looking building and I'm like, I got like 50 miles left in the tank and I'm driving and then my friend goes, look, and there's two, there's two gas pumps that I couldn't even tell were gas pumps. And I was like, whoa. And then we pulled over immediately and it was like this dude in his house with like a little dog walking around and he had gas. And I was like, (laughs) well, okay. So yeah, it's really hard to transmit diseases in environments like that. Beautiful though. Dude, very, very you pointed state. it out that 95%, at least is the number I've heard of them, is it sounds like it's an STD trans, transmitted it's, by guys it, having sex with guys. It's not an STD. That's a very important distinction. People have been saying that because of what they're reporting. It's just that for obvious reasons, people who have multiple anonymous partners, they're touching each other a lot and they're sharing right. bodily fluids a lot. So there's a higher higher propensity to, bro. You're, I guess I'm that's you. true because the common cold isn't an STD and you could get it exactly. by having sex with someone. With and that. if you go and shake the hand of somebody who's got it and then you get it, you're going to be like, I swear I wasn't going. So is it because things, it's, it's not a blood disease? It's a skin to skin contact disease that it's yep. not considered an STD? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's not an STD. I, I want to point out that just because someone declares something doesn't mean that it's actually real. Like I declare this piece of obsidian is blue. It's still black. Uh, so that they're good. I, well, I, well, hold on. I mean, he's saying it's an emergency. Like that's, but that opens up the FDA. We were talking about this before the show to start making med, approving medicine for emergency authorized use without proper testing channels if it's considered a, an, emer, an emergency. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the PHE being declared does uh, does open the door for, for medications, vaccines, other testing, uh, diagnostics to be brought onto the market through instead of going through the traditional FDA approval process through the abbreviated EUA process, what, the emergency use authorization what, process. What bothers me the most is that we've been softened. I think people have been softened to what it means a, a medical emergency actually is since COVID. Like it, that people are willing to to tend that this might actually be a real emergency. I mean, it might be a real emergency. Dude. Well, might is a different story. Now I'm okay, open well, to well, talking oh, here, about it. I'm saying in my opinion, like the reality is the government has declared it. So they're claiming it is. My point is people can get monkeypox from touching other people. And so while it's spreading predominantly among one particular group, it, it could find its way if people don't take it seriously into general population. Like regular people will start popping up and be like, how did this happen? And then all of a sudden we've got bumps or whatever. There's some crazy posts on social media where they're like, if you're going to a kink event, just put band-aids over your bumps. Wow. It's like, well, that's why it's spreading. So I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do. It's the but same this is... thing. This is a little unreal. The same thing that's going on in Arizona. It's taken two days to count this vote. In 2020, for the first time, it takes days to count votes. And people have been softened to it. It's like it the... happened in 2018. So it's, it's been but it's a pretty like... new phenomenon where it's taking multiple days to count a city's votes. Well, well it's not. Ethical. And also 2000. Maybe. Yeah. And that, yeah, that yeah, was like, well, yeah, the recounts. Right. Right. So it has Mr. happened. Gore. But like. I don't want to see people get like, uh, like muted to the the what a real emergency is because pe- we keep being told that we're in a state of emergency. At, we've we've like I don't think we've ever not been in a state of emergency our entire lives since since September 11th, no, no, 2001. No, no. Even, it's bro, been bro, an emergency every day. This stupid. Even before I that. love this country, but it's there's there. How many emergencies are currently in are currently active in the United States? It's there's there's probably dozens. Because they, they never just end them. They're like, oh, yeah, 9-11, emergency, and then they just leave it. And then it's an emergency, and then they can right. do all this crazy stuff. And it's it's uh, threatening to our liberties, right? It's 
a, a constant state of emergency, as we saw in with the in many ways unprecedented restrictions on individual freedom that happened in this country during the COVID-19 pandemic during the PHE. More than 30 national emergencies remain in effect. Wow. What's the oldest one? So they say uh, the legislation was signed by President Gerald Ford on September 14th, 1976. As of March 2020, 60 national emergencies have been declared, more than 30 of which remain in uh, in effect. So, uh, you know, we're just sitting there. Okay, there's uh, 42 currently in effect. We have them. Let's take a look. List of national emergencies in the United States. All right. Let's see. We got 42 still in effect. Look at this, Liz. It's huge. Let's go all the way down. (laughs) All right. Under Biden, you've got a security emergency, invocation of emergency authority relating to the regulation of the anchorage and movement of Russian-affiliated vessels to United States ports. We got this one, uh, Biden. Protecting certain property of the Afghanistan bank. Duh. For the benefit of the people of Afghanistan, you've got sanctions. You got sanctions, 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 sanctions. You got Trump. Trump's emergencies are still in effect. Current, current, current. So this one ended under Trump. Here's a current Trump one. Declaring a national emergency concerning the novel coronavirus. Okay, that we understand. Um, Blocking property and suspending entry of certain persons contributing to the situation in Syria. Let's go back pre-Trump. Let's go to Obama. Here's a current Obama one. Blocking property relating to Venezuela. You've got uh, uh, Central African Republic. I mean, these are all emergencies, man. A lot of them are sanctions. A lot of them are sanctions. Geez, like 90% yep. of them Public are sanctions. Public under health Obama. and sanctions. Yeah, that was H1N1. Is it still, so the green ones are still going on. A lot of right? sanctions. It's like all sanctions, basically, to be fair. It's Legal. What's that one? Legal. Protecting the development fund for Iraq and certain other property in which Iraq has interest. What does that mean? <laughs> it's an emergency. We got to make sure that the Iraqis get their land. What the heck is going on? Dude, that's been in effect since 2003. Wow. That's a George Bush emergency that's there. That's crazy, dude. H1N1 isn't current, right? No, no. Okay. I mean, I, I think, think it's lapsed. still it's still around and stuff. Under Bush at a trade, August 17, 2000, continuation of export regulations, emergency declared. Okay, it's not an emergency anymore. Iraq's taken care of. We're not even, our troops have pulled out. Like the, we well, got No, we're they have Yeah, we're still there. Technically, we're supposed to have by now, but. Arms, current. Proliferation of weapons of mass destruction emergency under Bill Clinton, 1994. What does that mean? I mean, obviously, it's right. a summary, but what is that? Oh, here we a go. trade emergency. Carter sanctions still in effect, blocking Iranian government property. That's not a surprise. Okay, you know what? I'll say this. I get it. It's mostly sanctions. I understand. But there's like seizure under Biden, the people of Afghanistan or whatever. The emergency declarations give them just like blanket powers to do a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, and we saw that on full display during the... COVID-19 pandemic, unprecedented restrictions on individual freedom, lockdowns, people in my home state of North Carolina, a legal state of (laughs) the legal state of play was if you didn't have a reason to be out of your house, if you weren't going to the grocery store or trying to get medical care, then you could be held liable for a a criminal misdemeanor. You see that video of that lady who owned the restaurant? And she set up an outdoor seating area and then California shut it down. But right next to it was a movie production company's outdoor seating right. area that was up and running. Yeah, she was crying making a yeah. video about it because yep. it destroyed her business. Mm-hmm. I heard, you will own nothing and you will be happy. I heard from so many people in 2020 as this was starting, people who had invested their livelihoods into starting businesses in my home state and 
they were completely devastated by the restrictions and by the lockdowns. And then you had PPP money that was being supposed to go to these people. And one of the dirty little secrets of the legal profession is a lot of that money, I can tell you, went to law firms in, in 2020 and 2021. And law firms, by the way, that never locked down or shut down. And, and as I came back into private practice, learned many of them had record years in 2020. So, so, well, 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 yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, I'll, I'll speak to this as somewhat of a traitor to my class, but it's just with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's graceful that working class men and women who that money was really there for to keep, keep to keep them uh, making ends meet, uh, you know, were losing their livelihoods while partners and in, in mid-sized law firms were paying down their beach houses. I That's a disgrace. A, I'm sorry. I just had a crazy thought. What if the elites, the wealthy, are trying to strangle out the working class, then fund advocacy for communism? By going to the working class and being like, man, your life sucks. Like, yeah, <laughs> communism, look at this. You know, no, hey. no. Well, yeah, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, then these people. An old ancient practice. Strip people of their needs and then promise to give them back. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? What was it? Uh, Fast and Furious 4, I think it was. <laughs> the villain in that, in that uh, movie. It was brilliant. He was like, he was like giving, uh, uh, he was helping the locals, giving them stuff. And he was like, if you give them something. Then they fear having it taken away, and then they're slaves or something like that. So it's kind of like take people who are in, 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 in dire straits and give them just enough, and then you can threaten to take away what very little they have. We've got to get back to viewing the federal government as something that we are allowing to exist. It's basically a, a union that we as uh, citizens of our states are allowing to function. It's not there to control us. It's there because we want it to be there. It doesn't have authority over us. We are it. It is part of us. And it's supposed to work in synergy with us to make sure that no one state goes rogue and starts destroying its citizenry. That's basically the function mm -hmm. of the Fed, federal government. And and yet we have a very powerful, as we all know, uh, central government that uh, that really regulates all aspects in many ways of our lives, right? Or at least if you're in a commercial endeavor of any kind, uh, alphabet soup of agencies and red tape and regulations and all that comes with it. The professional class that's around it, the consultants, the lobbyists, and yes, the lawyers that that are, are a part of that ecosystem, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, the original intent of the Republic as you as you pointed out, right, it, a limited federal government with most of the powers being reserved to the states and to the people, where they could act locally and uh, and govern themselves. Well, I got good news. We're going to jump to this next story from Legal Insurrection. DeSantis suspends state attorney for refusing to enforce bans on child surgeries mm -hmm, and abortion restrictions. This this morning. Um, 
Ron DeSantis, he did, his, did this announcement where he basically said this George Soros-backed state attorney was outright refusing to enforce the law in a blanket statement. And he was like, look, it's one thing if you use your discretion on an individual basis. Like, okay, this guy shouldn't be charged with this crime for this one reason. Here's why. It's another thing when you come out and you sign a document saying, I will never enforce the law. So Ron DeSantis, as the executive of Florida, suspended the state's attorney and then put in a temporary replacement to actually enforce the law. This is tremendous. George Soros uh, uh, recently issued a statement. He published an op-ed saying he will not back down from this. He will keep funding district attorneys to reform the system, or I should say he will keep fighting to reform the system of prosecution because it's not working for our communities. It's creating distrust between the people and the police. The crazy thing is this guy is either completely evil or dumb as a box of rocks. And considering his wealth, he's as wealthy as he is, I don't think he's that stupid. If you look at what's happening in San Francisco, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be convinced this plan is working. You look at San Francisco and they recalled that guy, just a Boudin or whatever his name is. They recalled him. The new, the new person who came in says they're going to go after all the drug dealers now. So clearly whatever it is that Soros is thinking he's funding is pissing everybody off. Ron DeSantis, he's draining that swamp. It's one of the, one of the, one of the first major moves I've seen from any executive to go against these corrupt uh, state, state's attorneys. We'll see if anyone goes after the district attorneys if, to, to the extent that they can. But this is huge, huge, huge victory for accountability. And maybe we'll start seeing some stuff. And then on top of that, you know, I'll just add this for throwing it to you guys. Donald Trump said he was going to fire everybody. I dig it. Ron DeSantis just fired a guy. I mean, he didn't really suspended him. But uh, I think that's fairly promising for if Ron DeSantis ends up running for, for president 2024. Yeah, I, I really agree with that. I'm not I got mixed feelings about authority, authority, authoritation, authorities using their power to just fire somebody that's not doing bending to their will. But well, there is a reason it's for not that. His will, though, it's just the law that he it's set not into DeSantis's place. He didn't put the law in place. Personal people will. voted. People voted for a legislature who then passed bills and had them signed. Then it it, it got a, a sufficient amount of votes, and then Ron DeSantis is like, I okay, the, yeah, sign the bill. And then this guy he issued a statement. He was like, I am signing a statement saying I will never enforce that law. So, so hopefully, if DeSantis has integrity, even if it's a law he personally disagrees with, he would do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think the second what I was the second part of what I was saying is that sometimes the authority, the reason they have the ability to fire somebody that's not bending to their will is because you know we need authority. We need a, a strong leader, at least society, our species since mm -hmm. the dawn of time has like an authority, the military commander, the commander in chief, the one that's like, put them up against the wall or whatever. They're like, you're not going to, you're not going to support the military cause. You're a danger to our freedom and our survivability. The All power, right. the I power, have the ability to, to do with you what I will. But the power here that's being exercised, it's limited. Ron DeSantis doesn't decide what the law is. He does, however, it, it, it is within his duties to, to make sure that if other people within government aren't doing their jobs, if they're derelict of duty or negligent, that he removes them. And that's in the Constitution. I, I'm, I'm so surprised to see such a bold move because it feels like, especially with the Republican Party, they just sit on their hands. Now Ron DeSantis is like, he, he came out and he just went at it. And he was like, nah, get him out of there. Here's boom, executive order. Did he's, it he's say, done. is this like a temporary suspension? Did he, they're, they're trying to make it permanent, but they've put someone else in, in place. What do you think about yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it is... It, you know, it's interesting with the left. The left is uh, supportive of 
local control and localism when it suits its purposes and then it's supportive of centralized control and authority uh, when it doesn't. And so, you know, here you've got somebody who's a prosecutor who's essentially in involved in prosecutorial nullification, right? Essentially, you've yep. got a duly enacted statute that's passed by the Florida legislature, signed into law by the governor, and this prosecutor is refusing to enforce the law, as as you said, Tim, right? He's uh, he's not just exercising discretion on individual cases. He's saying, and he's basically giving the finger to the people of the state of Florida by refusing to enforce the law. Um, so, you know, it is, it is good to see someone stand up and say, no, you are going to do this. Yo. You are going to uh, follow the law. You are going to apply it. And, 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 you know, in a red state where there are these blue enclaves, right? That this is a red state and this is the way we do things here. Let me read this quote. In June of 2021, he signed a letter saying that he would not enforce any prohibitions on sex change operations for minors. Sex changes are really disfiguring these young kids. And he said it doesn't matter what the legislature does in the state of Florida. Florida has said you cannot perform sex change operations on children. This guy said he would not enforce a prohibition on that. I just got to say, I don't think anyone predicted, because we had Rick Santorum here. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone predicted that a slippery slope meant within 10 years, you would have children getting sex change surgeries. Now, a bunch of news outlets, they refer to it as gender-affirming health care. And I take issue with that because th that is not what Ron DeSantis said specifically. Ron DeSantis is citing surgery operations, like going to children. We, I don't think society would tolerate breast implants. That's a gender-affirming treatment, right? No, gender there's, there's is a psychological thing. It has, once you start to carve up physical bodies, it's another, it's sex. That's, or, or it's at least non-sexual surger surgery. Right. Gender is an idea. It's a concept. It's a way of feeling. It, it, once you start cutting into it, man, that's that's another. another well, that's that's the post. That gender is a feeling. That's, that's, that's the post. How you identify? But no, but gender identity is different from gender. So these are these are uh, mm. postmodern definitions of what gender is. Well, that's gender was used since it started coming into prominent prominence in the fifties to specifically mean biological sex. That's that's very confusing because sex means sex. Gender means gender. So you get, they're different words with different meanings. That's very important. So that's, that's, that's actually a new concept. That's so funny. The, the different words mean different things. The word gender and sex is new yeah. so that you can have the identity be anything you want. But I thought it used to be your sex was what you, your, your gonads, basically, and then your gender was how you identified, and it didn't have no, to be. No, the, no one identified as anything. They were just. What they were. Yeah, in like they the were 50s, they were. It, it appeared that this idea of gender was like in the 50s or something like the, that. So the, words, the, the, word, the word gender has been used for a long time. It comes from genre, actually. I was uh, looking into the history of the word. It came into prominence in the 50s with people like uh, John Money and um, I don't, was Kinsey the 50s? I'm not entirely sure. Seamus knows all about this. Yeah. And so I started reading a bit about it. But um, gender was used as a word academically, they were trying to say it's like the social constructs around it. But colloquially, for most of, of, of English-speaking humans, it just referred to your biological sex. Kinsey was, was, oh, Kinsey was 1947. It was when okay, he founded yeah. the Institute for Research in Sex, Gender, and uh, what was the other right. one? Yeah. So most people, when they say gender. Reproduction. On your legal form, it says gender, M or F. Right. If it says gender and it's a reference to male or female, they're not talking about how you feel. They're asking get, you about your body. And you know why they do? 
because this is really important. In the early 1990s, there was a law that was passed. When they would do medical testing, they wouldn't do it on women. And then all of a sudden, people started realizing some. You know those painkillers we use doing sur- during surgeries? Women keep complaining that, that it's not working. Hey, wait a minute. Hypothesis. Maybe these drugs don't work on women. Sure enough, they found out that certain painkillers work on men and women differently. And so then there was a law passed saying when you're doing medical testing, you have to have female and male trials. This is why wow. it's very important they know what your biological sex is. Now that they're changing the definition of gender and then changing it back, it's the funny thing. Um, we're getting to this point where th- there's a reason that we ask these questions. If you, if, if someone collapses on the street and, the, and, a, and a medic runs up, it's, it's, it actually is important that they know if you are male or female for a variety of reasons. For instance, if a man screams and says, oh, my, 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 my gut, oh man, it's hurting right in my pelvic area. Well, there's a very different reason that that may be happening compared to why it would be happening to a woman, but it could be appendicitis and it could be a bunch of other things. And so there are some things for obvious reasons, men and women have different organs, that a pain in a certain area could be something or some uh, could be one thing or, or not for obviously. But my point is there are certain medical treatments they will give to a male and not a female. And if they can't tell or they don't know, or they don't know that a person is taking drugs for, for you know, gender affirmation, as they're calling it, well, then you could be seriously screwed up when a medic gives you a medication that is counterindicated by whatever it is you're taking. Yeah, you got to make sure that people don't. You, there's a story of a woman that was following Google Maps or something or Apple Maps into the desert, and it was telling her to turn left, go straight. And she just kept following the computer into the desert. Her car broke. It was the wrong direction. So if someone just is like, thinking gender is all that matters. What I think is all that matters. They're basically driving their car on this automated concept. If it gets to a point where you need to to perform life-saving medical treatment on that person, and then you do the wrong sex because they've conflated what they feel with gender and their sex, then it's just like, it could end up being catastrophic for someone. Well, now the life-saving medical treatment that they're referring to is gender affirmation because essentially they're holding these kids hostage in a way saying like they're going to commit suicide if they don't get these treatments do you want them to commit suicide yeah they're we, holding them hostage and the, and and the, and the, the i think what's what's what the crazy thing about it is if you look at countries scandinavia for instance they've stopped doing all this they there was like a there's a big article i was reading the other day sweden is like they're doing mental you know therapies and stuff right now because perhaps a solution to someone who's got mm-hmm. suicidal ideation is not affirming what is driving their ideation isn't scandinavia or maybe just the netherlands where assisted suicide uh i don't think the netherlands is scandinavian are they i don't think i know it's like i was thinking it was either in scandinavia or in the netherlands so it's uh like like sweden had this big move where they were like we're not going to do this i don't know exactly where they're at now but i know people have been talking about the scandinavian countries being like we have found that it's not actually reducing suicidal ideation. And so that, that, that's my thing. It's like, seriously, we don't want kids harming themselves. Has it been found that it worsens suicidal ideation? I don't at think. All? No, I, 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 I don't know. I don't keep up with. The- yeah, I've read that it's um, I've read some articles saying it's like no difference. Um, but obviously it depends on what you read. If you read like advocacy websites, they're going to say, of course, it's helping reduce these things. And it's like, well, maybe I don't know. What I do know is. What these other countries have, have, have written news articles from these countries that I've read is that the mentality is if someone is experiencing suicidal ideation, 
affirming what it is that is that is contributing to it is not necessarily an appropriate solution. So if someone is feeling, you know, let's just say dysmorphic, a general dysmorphia like anorexia or eating too much or, you know, they want amputations or whatever, they were like giving a person who is suffering from some kind of anxiety that treat like what they're asking for is probably not the appropriate way to stop them from feeling this way. It's kind of like if, if your kid is afraid that there's a ghost under their bed and you're like, yeah, there is a ghost under your bed. And then you start building their room to protect from this fake ghost. And then the kid goes even crazier because it starts to think really that that. But I agree that you do need to affirm these people, not in you need to affirm their existence. People need to be heard and understood and listened to. That's what these people need more than anything. You don't need to start. I mean, put the knives down for a minute and listen to these people like Jazz Jennings. We were listening to a video from her last night. She just released a book. I don't necessarily agree with what's in the well, book. The book's I don't been out for a while. So she's got to had a book out for a while, but she needs to be listened to. We all need that. We And it's not like it's it's do it or, or the world blows up, but to survive and for the betterment of humanity, people need to be listened Listen, to and understood. Jazz Jennings person had parents. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Parents who seem to impose this identity since two a years very old. young age, like two years old, when they see, they see their, their child who they think is a boy wearing a towel on his head and then they're like okay you're a girl now and then jazz said put them on tv and we're just supposed to accept that as as normal and watch it yeah that's our entertainment now this is what concerns me about uh jazz in particular is the uh she put out a video saying that since two two years old she's felt dysphoric or whatever Mm -hmm. and and i'm i I have concerns first memory is even that early yeah, like, I, that's insane. You know, like I have. Uh, can you guys remember when you were? I remember two? peeing on my brother one time. I think I was like four, and he was like, "Yeah, he was two. I was three. But being four. two years old, I don't it's know. I, I don't know. No. So, so look, certainly not as complex as that. I do have questions though. Like, if if we're gonna talk about Florida and the parental rights and education stuff and the rights of the parents to choose what's for, what's right for their kids then you have to define what your moral line is because if we're then going to question the parents of Jazz Jennings, it's like, do we then intervene in their family as a governmental body? Do we say the government must intervene or, or, or stop that if we think it's wrong? Or do we then say, we don't want the government intervening in what parents think is right for their kids? And there's questions of if a, if a kid really is, you know, suicidal, and I'm not talking about two years old, and doctor prescribes something, do we, as the layman, then say we've decided to intervene? I mean, let's let's keep our moral, our our our, our morality lo- uh, logical, right, in the same path. So I'm on high alert against medical tyranny and for-profit surgeries on kids is devastating. It's it's really bothering me. But I I I think people also should have the freedom to do what they want with their bodies. Now we talk about a kid. Kids True. don't have the ability to consent to things. The parents basically consenting for them. And so is it ethical for a for a 45 year old parent to have a a, a 13 year old kid cut? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't, but what I, about I, the kids that are that have adopted that identity before they're adults? And then once they're adults, they continue to 
to keep that identity and seek medical procedures because of it, I don't think that that person has informed consent of what of the procedures that they're seeking. Well, I don't I don't think children can consent. So right. But, but once they're adults and they've they've already been groomed to believe that this is who they are, they don't have the ability to make an informed consensual decision about the about the medical treatment. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I can't make that decision for others. That's, yeah, a, that's like, like that, a one-on-one that, that thing. That negates everyone's life. You know, look, I, I don't think children should be getting sex change surgery. I think that's like we're, we're, we're going on a dangerous path. But to say that, you know, you're 16 and you had an experience that informed you of something and you chose to follow that so you can't be adequately informed because of that. Okay, that, Jazz that, Jennings, since two years old, the parents have been in charge of that. In, right. From a what I can tell. A two-year-old is not going to come out. And, and then Jazz Jennings, 18 and up, uh, now has the ability to consent to further medical interventions. Well, I think after Jazz being would... groomed so thoroughly into believing that that, Le- is, I, I, that I, is their identity, I see what you're that's saying. Not, but the the challenge doesn't follow. The, the, there, there's there's this is such a, a there's like a hard line for obviously like don't give sex changes to kids that I can't believe is actually a political debate that's happening right now and. <clears throat> To what extent does the government intervene when someone prescribes a medical treatment to a tra- child you don't agree with? So I'm I'm at a loss to 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 be to be honest. Like I I think it's great what uh, uh, Ron DeSantis did. I think that if you've got a law that's been you know from du- du- duly elected, and a bill has been sworn, this is the question. This is the question for social media. What is what is what is YouTube's position on the fact that in Florida it is a crime to perform a sex change on a child? How do you, what, what are, 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 are YouTubers advocating for illegal activity now? No, you, you, what's, what, what are the rules? So I, I'm, I'm saying for me, I look at what's going on in Florida. We have consistently said over the past year, parents should have the final say in what their kids are, are, you know, and how to raise their kids. And then you get people coming out and saying, okay, well, my doctor said my kid should undergo this treatment. And it's like, no, I think you should, uh, wait a minute. I just said parents should have final say. Yeah. But the, the, it does There's get, obvious lines, though, like if a parent was abusing the child, and then we have to decide what those moral yeah. lines are. Simply put, Florida has decided no sex change surgery for kids. Yeah. I mean, and in North Carolina, I can tell you, uh, we had an interesting proposal made by the uh, Duke Law School around homeschooling. And my wife and I homeschool our kids. And there was a proposal that was put forth to amend North Carolina's child abuse laws to define something called educational neglect. So what's educational neglect under this proposal? Well, when you start to boil it down, it really means if you're not providing an education that a judge deems to be adequate. So ultimately, you know, judges make make the call, but it becomes, you know, sort of inherently politicized. So am I am I giving my child an adequate education if I'm teaching them that there are only two, you know, male and female? Um, Am I giving my child an adequate education if I'm teaching them, um, you know, uh, real American history, right? Like, um, so, you know, to your point- Are homeschooled students subject to standardized testing? It depends on the state. In North Carolina, you have to test, I think it's every two years. Uh, that's, that's messed up. I'm to, totally opposed to to, that. to to uh, to to run a run a home school, 
but you know, do you draw lines to say for what parents can do, right? In terms of, okay, there's a difference between how you're going to educate your kids, right? And your control over the education of your kids versus making these kinds of decisions about your child's future and the ability of society to second guess those decisions. This is, this, this is, this, we, we have a cultural problem. It always comes down to this. And I, 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 this is what I want people to understand. If a parent says, I'm going to show my kids graphic images, it's like, okay, well, now you've got questions. Like, is this a violation of the law? Does the law define showing lewd images to children? Child it abuse. does. You can't do that. <laughs> However, the problem is these parents are going to doctors and the doctors are saying, this is what you have to do. Not only that, but often when the parents defy the doctors, the state comes in in right. certain states and punishes the parents. So now you've got this. This is a this is a, I'm telling you, man, when I talk about the bifurcation of this country in Florida, for instance, sex change on, on children, not allowed in in other states. I mean, even in Texas, we saw that case where the mom wanted to transition the son, the, 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 the little boy and the dad didn't. And there was like the judge ruled in favor of the mom. So you've got these stories about parents who are like, a doctor said it, so they agreed. And then what we're supposed to say is like, well, you know, <clears throat> far be it for me to say what's, what's, you know, what's in the, what, what, what the child should get if a doctor is saying it. But then you have parents who can't even decide in some areas when, when the doctor says it, they say no, now they get in trouble. The inverse is Florida. It's illegal to do. Like we're, we're, we are, we're getting to the point where you're going to have two states next to each other. One's going to Florida, completely illegal. Then you're going to have another state being like totally legal. And then what the mother's going to kidnap the kid to bring him somewhere to get this gender affirming health care or what what uh, Florida refers to as prohibited child sex changes. Even the language on what's happening is totally different. It's kind of the way it's supposed to be that every state gets to pick its own way of being. And then we have a federal government to make sure that you don't that there are some things that are just off off the ret, off the books. You can't drive 180 miles an hour anywhere in the country. You can't kill people legally. You can Speeding drive. Well, you is, can kill. In people. my you, mind, you, more you, permissible you, than child sex changes. Yeah, but Ian, you are incorrect. There are places in this country where you can drive. Yeah, I was being hyperbolic and off the off yeah. the hip. That was stupid of me. Uh, on private property, you can go as fast as you want, and they actually have permitted areas where they do high speed testing. So, well, the, the point is, that I'm there being are semantic yeah, on yeah. you, but sir. you did a good job, Tim. Thank <laughs> you for that. There are things that the federal government will say, "Yo, state, you can't say that's okay. Murder's not okay. You can't say that in your state. You know, you can't abuse your citizens." Basically, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about that. Is that true? Well, I mean, that's it. It really, uh, you know, it's an interesting question in light of the Dobbs decision, right? Because there are yeah. people on, you know, the, the issue of abortion. Uh, who believe, and there were briefs that were submitted in that case uh, where uh, people took the position that abortion is unconstitutional, just flatly, that uh, that unborn children are persons under the 14th Amendment and that all states have to treat those persons equally. And so if uh, a state a state would have to uh, ban the murder of an unborn unborn child. So abortion is flatly prohibited nationwide I, I honestly under, under that analysis. Versus sort of the, the more, you know, classic conservative legal approach to the question, which is, I think, what the court ultimately uh, adopted in Dobbs, which is that the Constitution is just silent on this question. And it's an issue for each individual state to decide. But, but how do we. How, it's how, not how, silent. But, but how does the. Go. Well, I, I, uh, we talk about it quite a bit. And, you know, we talk about I, I don't I don't like to just abortion has been such a big topic on the show for the past several weeks, but. A viable baby that can survive outside the womb should be protected. 
got to define viable. Like it, it can survive outside the womb. A with baby what, that can because like without a parent, without adults around it, it'll just die outside the womb right. until it's so like quite, nine. Quite, oh, yes, quite Babies literally. Don't have any... If a baby is is taken out of the womb and placed on a table and it doesn't die right away, like it is breathing, it is looking around, it is moving around. Like I, it, my point is, if a if a, if a thirty year old man was was lying on a bed unable to move we wouldn't be like he's no longer viable pull the plug we'd be like no that person has rights and that has to be we have to figure out how to how to, how to manage an individual who's been incapacitated the point is if the constitution protects individual beings why would a viable baby not be protected the same as a comatose patient like well, look, whatever term you come up with they're going to abuse the term so viable they could say a baby isn't viable because the adults around the baby are obligated to take well, care what, of it or else it will die. Right. Until and, uh, quite an old age, like, I don't know, when kids are capable of using reason to fend for themselves. But that's why I brought up a comatose person, right? There's already legal precedent on that. So but why would that not apply to a, a viable baby? Euthanasia is still incredibly common. Yes, but you need, like, Terry Chavo comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. But let's just reference... There's a person who gets in a car accident and they're now in a coma. And they're like, we don't know what's going to happen. The person can't speak. The person can't eat. We can keep them alive. You know, they still have rights. You can't just kill them. Next of kin can make decisions for them, depending on, you know, because we have legal precedent here. So the question then is, if if the person does have rights and this is there's a question of, Will man, this gets just too complicated. It really I mean, is, dude. Because because the issue is, someone who's been in an accident who might die is injured and is suffering an injury. Mm-hmm. A baby that is living is not suffering an injury. So if, so at that point you have an unimpeded will be right. born. So I don't understand how how there's an argument. To, so like that's why I look at the traditional row uh, argument, which is pre viability of a question of. Who's, who, who's right? I mean, the baby cannot survive without being blood dependent on another individual. And so there's a question in my mind about the extent to which the government can, can mandate that. But once the baby can survive on its own in, in open air, how can you justify not having, giving it constitutional rights? Because someone still has to take care of it. And you got that would be the government mandating that someone else has to do something no, 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 you're, for you're, another But life. I got to stop you there because I already, 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 I already rejected that point and destroyed it. But if the if the mother's like okay, then I don't I don't have to do anything. Government, I can't kill it. I'm just going to leave it there. That's yep. neglect, and it'll die. So it's sure. a form of murder. No, it's not. Um, oh. There's a big difference between intentionally killing a baby and then putting it on the doorstep of a of a post office or a fire department. That's different, though. I'm just letting it lay there on the in the living room on the ground until it dies of starvation. Yeah, it's neglect. Like, yeah. Murder. So my point is that that argument is just is it's it's already dealt with. There are people who are comatose. And they have constitutional rights. They do. We, we apply their rights to them. Why would we not do it to a baby? I don't know, because they, they're an you can You can take the baby and put it on the doorstep of a fire department legally. And they, they have those safe havens or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, like, I just don't know. I, I, that, that's just me. You know, I don't Cause, know. Because the motivations behind the abortionist's argument are not about viability or rights or anything. It's just that they enjoy hurting children. Well, they enjoy, oh, no. They enjoy that, freedom. They enjoy I, their freedom from, a, from being told they that they have to the support a child. The closest thing you can get to purely evil. I think it's an issue of narcissism. 
the self-interest. Man, it was crazy. Um, At any cost, including another human being's life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt Walsh, I think, uh, announced he's uh, going to have some more kids. Mm, hell you guys yeah. see that? No. And uh, Michael Knowles, I think, just welcomed uh, his second child. Oh, Mike. And um, he may have, they may have been old photos, I don't know, but, but uh, someone tweeted, some leftist activist, to, I think it was Matt Walsh, I'm sorry that your wife was, was brainwashed into being a brood mare or something like that. Dude. And I'm just like, that's so insane to say to somebody. Yeah, like, I, I, I like the women's right to choose life isn't valid, right? I like this to each their own mentality. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of hands off on all this stuff. I just got to say, I put it simply for you guys, and then we'll, we'll jump on to the next story. The only thing I can say is the end result of all of this is a Christian conservative United States of America. No, not Christian. How do I have anything to do with it? But yeah, conservative, you don't. Perhaps. How many kids do you have? I have all of yours. No, I, I, Michael Knowles has too. Yeah, but they're listening. They listen to these shows. You know, you, you can, and this is what I was saying about Jazz Jennings in her book. It's one thing with what's the parent doing for their child, but it's, and should the parent have the right to have surgery on the child? But it's another thing when people are, it's working outward and people are affecting society through media and, and convincing your child and somewhere else of what to do or inspiring your child you know, you don't need to biologically have children to influence children. That's for sure. That's why the school issue is so huge. But my point is simple. Um, conservatives have been showing up their communities. They've been, Ron DeSantis has been winning and removing these people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it, it looks like right now, there's a lot of variables that lay before us. But if everything that's happening right now stays the way it's happening and advances exactly the way it's happening, 30, 40 years, you're going to have this country is going to be substantial. Christ will have returned. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. I'm, Christ don't know is going to come unify the globe. Well, actually, I, would be really nice right about now because uh, here's Christ my next. Is going to win here's, in history. Here's yeah. the next story. China launches unprecedented military drills on Taiwan's coastal borders. They actually. This is the crazy thing. Apparently, one of those uh, multiple rockets from China have landed in Japanese territorial waters, and now they're talking, saying, basically, this may have been an act of war. So uh, we could really use someone to come down and unite this planet before we blow ourselves up. Or come up and do it. You hear me out there. You're listening. <laughs> come up and That's do you. it. you. You're the one. Are you, oh, I thought you were talking about Satan. No, no. Just right, coming up, man. Coming <laughs> up in the world. That's what it's all come about. Come down and land on Earth and bring them together. Hidden and then civilizations that live in tunnels underground. That's what I was talking to. Okay. Yeah. And also be careful what you wish for, because if you are like, we need someone to come and bring peace to this planet, you'll get someone like, okay, and then, you know, Ultron. Yeah, yeah like and also out. unification. Then the Antichrist comes. Yeah. Right, exactly. He's like, your wish is my command. <laughs> A decentralized unification, I think, where it's like locally run, but organized. Like the, the states, we have 50 states, but they're all run locally. If Canada joined us and then we had like 70 states and they're all run locally, but we, you know, America is basically the land we live on. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's Yo, a good look at these look, look, look at these videos, man. This is bonkers. China's firing missiles over Taiwan. They're landing in Japanese waters. I kind of feel like war... Like Is this it's, an intimidation tactic? Well, for sure, but I think it's an act of war. They're in Taiwanese territorial waters. They're in Taiwan's waters. Firing missiles. Right. I mean, like... Right. You can't show up in front of someone's house and start firing a gun in the air. Like, you get arrested for that. So we're supposed to sit back and just be like, oh, this is no big deal. This is nothing. This is just saber rattling. I'm like, dude, they're literally, the missiles are landing. Like they're hitting people's, like other countries' territory. I kind of feel like the reason that uh, Nancy Pelosi went to, uh, to, to, uh, to, uh, to Taiwan is because they know that uh, something's about to happen. That the well, Chinese are going to bring 
the Taiwanese back into the fold of the mainland, right? I mean, because yeah. that's their view, right? The, the the Chinese government's view is that it's a breakaway province that has always belonged to, to China. I'm looking at what they're doing with the beaching drills. They've been doing sand dredgers around Taiwan. Yeah. It's like, dude, they're getting ready. It, they're they're not screwing around. They've been they've been showing up their financial defenses after after what happened with Russia and the sanctions. Right. This could be why the banks are in in dire straits in in the country because they're getting ready for when they go and take Taiwan. And I don't. I think Nancy Pelosi basically went there and said, "We will not back you." Oh, went to Taiwan to let them know we're out. I think it was. I think it was essentially that, like along those lines. Why like she- we're we're building factories in the United States to build silicon chips. You're done. We we will not protect you. Right. What is the, how is the U.S. going to protect Taiwan when when mainland China is literally right there? And no, and I don't I don't know. Economically, that'd be the only way. I mean, we do yeah. have like mil- nuclear submarines off the coast and stuff under the water, but I don't yeah, think but ballistics it's like is the way to go. Trying to I mean, look, they are so close to the island, but then Russia is vowing to fight with China. I think the U.S. is basically like, if we defend you, it's World War Three, so we won't. Is this going to be the United States' Suez crisis? If you think of uh, the British Empire and its decline, the British inability to act in the Suez uh, crisis, uh, similar potentially here, historical in that analog. What Uh, happened with the Suez? Well, the British just were overextended. It was after World War uh, II. They were... Uh, and Peter Hitchens talks about this vividly, uh, the, the essayist and, and brother of Christopher Hitchens that vividly remembers this happening, <clears throat> excuse me, in the 1950s, that the British Empire had been exhausted by World War II. It was overextended and it didn't have the financial or military resources to act in the Suez crisis. And they were told to have take their hands off and there was nothing that they could do. And maybe that's the, that's where we're headed, right? That's where we are. We can't, we're, we can't fight a war on the Eastern Front in Europe and the Pacific Theater at the same time. Right. Plus, China's got resources in other continents, Africa. There, and not, not, not to mention, we talk about 1.3 billion uh, Chinese citizens. Yo, China's been engaging uh, in colonialism for the past couple decades or longer. People, people, don't, people don't, don't understand this. They, they have this image of colonialism as like a bunch of people get on a government boat and they're like, we're going to go discover a new world and take it over. And they think it would be like a bunch of boats landing and Chinese citizens like taking over a town. No, they get a visa. They move in. Right. That's it. And then sooner or later, you've got large portions of your cities and your country are, you know, now settled by citizens of a foreign country. And then one day, if war breaks out, what do you think is going to happen in Australia? Like th- th- this is why we had internment camps in World War II. For the Japanese. And I think it was wrong. But the idea was like, well, we don't know which one of these Japanese people may be loyal to the Japanese empire. It could have very easily, if we hadn't done that, if they hadn't done that, it could have been like the Japanese uprising in California could have been become Japanese territory and then we lose the war. So it happened in Europe six years ago, I think it was. Maybe it was, uh, maybe it was five years ago. A bunch of Turkish citizens were waving Turkish flags in various European countries. And, and Erdogan was like, we'll open the floodgates. Because all of these people loyal to a different country are in these European countries. So what do you think happens if the United States, a lot of people who live here are citizens of, uh, of China. We've even had people come here who are, who are members of the Chinese Communist Party overtly. Right. What about Australia? If a war breaks out, people start pointing the finger. And then this is the crazy thing. Like the whole thing just becomes overtly racist. Right. 
China, like people aren't going to be like, how can I tell if someone's Chinese? And they're going to be like, that's like, I don't, they're just not going to trust each other. It's kind of a crazy, crazy thing to think about. Uh, maybe on a positive side on China, I mean, there are a tremendous number of Christians in China. Uh, there's a huge underground church in China. And um, as unlikely, perhaps, as it seemed in uh, the Roman Empire and uh, in, in, in around 300 AD when Constantine converted to Christianity and changed the course of history, perhaps... Uh, something like that might happen. Who knows, right? I'm trying to think optimistically here. Yeah. Right? That uh, that, that God will do something in China and move uh, that country toward toward Christ, ultimately. Aliens come and then just uh, bring medicine and everyone just stops fighting. <laughs> and they're like, oh, look, we're not, you know. Or, so, or, yeah, but it's yeah. not, but it's not uh, like I said, right? I mean, if, but if you were in, 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 uh, in Rome in and around that time as a persecuted Christian in a tyrannical situation in the state, it would have seemed equally bleak. And yeah. yet God did move in that country and it changed the world. And maybe, and I pray that that would happen in this case, uh, that, that God would move in China and that great things would happen and, uh, and that, that the country would change culturally. The past hundred years are not um, confidence building. In Based terms on- of just... The trajectory of history? Yeah. You know, it's, I, was right. reading, I was reading a tweet. They said when, uh, when Germany invaded Poland, nobody knew it was the start of World War II. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And it escalated. And right. eventually it was World War II. And that right now with Russia invading Ukraine, that's the argument they're trying to make. And there's the, the, the tweet was basically more money for Ukraine. Stop Russia now before it becomes World War III. And it's like, I get it. If uh, now that Finland and uh, Sweden, the the U.S. Senate has voted overwhelmingly 95 to one, Holly was the only one who said no. Now they voted to become inducted, they voted to be inducted into NATO. Russia vowed retaliation. That right there, it's just like, it's crazy to me that you see, you have everybody who's running full speed towards World War III intentionally. Like you realize it's one thing to be like, China doesn't dictate where our politicians go. So plus is going to Taiwan. It's another thing to, at the exact same time, hold a vote to induct Sweden and Finland to NATO when Russia's threatening war. I'm like, maybe you wait, right? They're just running full <laughs> speed like towards World War III. controlled demolition, yeah. managed collapse. It's, we're not, we're, it's not Munich 19, what, 39. We're in, uh, we're, we're in World War I, right? The preconditions that yeah. led to that. The yeah. entangling alliances and the dominoes that fell and the disaster that unfolded that ultimately led to World War II and millions of people dead. But but they're running towards it. Right. Like you could be you, you couldn't someone come out and be like, I propose we don't vote on this just yet because the tensions with China are just too hot and we should maybe wait a little bit. You they were think. like, nope, let's, you let's think. ram it through. Yeah, why did Holly um, dissent. I don't even like calling it dissent because it's not like it was a pre foregone conclusion or whatever. It was he just chose to not support the thing. Why? Well, we have this story here. We'll read it. Josh Hawley was the only senator to oppose NATO membership for Finland and Sweden. Is it in the United States' interest, said Hawley, 
Finland and Sweden want to expand NATO because it is in their national security interest to do so. Fair enough. The question that should properly be before us, however, is, is it in the United States' interest to do so? Because that is what American foreign policy is supposed to be about, I thought. I fear some in this town have lost sight of that. They think American foreign policy is about creating a liberal world order or nation building overseas. With all due respect, they're wrong. Bravo. Josh Hawley. Rand Paul voted present. I would have thought he would have voted yeah. against it. That's, this is amazing to me. Russia has already got their people on TV talking about nuking London. What do you think Russia's going to do? Think about it from the perspective of the United States. Imagine if Russia started sending resources into Mexico and Mexico was talking about joining the Russian Trade Federation. And then a bunch of Central American countries were joining a military alliance with, with Russia. And then there was a, 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 basically in Mexico, the government gets overthrown and a bunch of communists like Soviet people or Russians take it over. You'd be like, okay, uh, we got ourselves a problem in the Gulf, right? Yeah, that would be a problem. So what we got to do is ally but, but, with Russia and the Chinese, and then there will be a Chinese uprising and a Republican uprising in Russia. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I suppose the, what people need to understand is that the U.S. may talk about its interest in expanding NATO and working with Ukraine, but anyone who's sane understands why Russia is going to lose their mind over it. They're slowly being surrounded by a massive military alliance. And they don't like it. So right. at, at a certain point, Russia is going to be like, it's now or never. And then what? Yeah. Do they nuke London? No, no. They take Crimea and the war. I don't think anybody wants that, that war over there. I mean, maybe if, the bankers do. If Russia feels like they'll cease to exist, that's what they said. They'll, they'll, they'll go you know, full-scale nuclear whatever, if they feel threatened. Like, so we're going to the brink. Yeah. That's right. what they want people to think, though, too. You got to remember, and I don't know who they are, but that's like the, people thrive off of like doomsday scenarios monetarily. Media gets so, so many clicks when people are afraid. So I don't know. It's, I get a lot of this data tough, from man. Western media, from American yeah, media. Right. It's, it's true, but the war in Ukraine is happening. American citizens are on the ground, volunteers fighting. The U.S. is supplying intelligence and weapons. NATO is basically involved. Who was it? Was it uh, Lithuania? who blocked the shipment into Kaliningrad. I think it was Lithuania. You want to check that real quick? Yeah. Uh, and Russia was like, this is an act of war. And then they like backed off. It's like, yeah, Russia is not just yeah, fighting. Yeah, Ukraine. yeah, it was Lithuania. Yeah, Lithuania blocked trans uh, supplies into Kaliningrad, which is six days ago. Russian territory. Six days ago? Well, then articles from six days ago from TVPworld.com. Are they, are they just analyzing it or? Maybe. Because this happened like a month ago. Oh. I'm just saying history is condensed. And people don't realize how condensed, you know? Well, people yeah. don't even understand the history of, uh, of World War One, right? I mean, the average American oh, yeah. doesn't understand what happened. Tell me about it. Right? I mean, they, they, they haven't read about it. They don't know that the United States didn't get involved until April of 1917, very late in the war. Um, or even the... The United States wasn't involved in World War II until, you know, Pearl Harbor Four after years into the after the start of the war, many, many years into it. Right. So, I mean, we, we don't right. We're not we're not being taught that in our in our you know primary education. We're focusing on other things that are, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, much less important than having this overall understanding of the history of the world and how it relates to this day and time. And you think about you know, NATO, right? Like as a Republican, Holly being the only person to vote against 
NATO expansion, it's interesting to look back historically. It was the great senator from Ohio, Robert Alfonso Taft, Bob Taft, who on the right as a conservative, Mr. Republican, voted against NATO in the first place, in the first instance. Wow. Uh, there was a there there was that 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 wing of the Republican Party, that conservative right that that opposed the the internationalism that uh, NATO that made sense. Seen. I see both sides. Soviet Union, right? Yeah. So, so well, we, we see this, was, this massive expansion right. of these communist states, and so we said, okay, we need to, to push back against this expansion, right? And but there were people there were people on the right, uh, pre National Review, who rejected that and said, yeah. we don't need NATO. No, we don't need to police the world. No, we don't need to have a worldwide war against communism. Yes, we be- we believe communism is doomed to fail. I mean, I, I, I don't know, uh, I, I can't quote the person uh, who said it, but, uh, you know, some, some maintain that the most ardent believers in the validity of communism were the people in the Kremlin and the conservative movement in the United States right. <laughs> in the sense that we were going to amass all of these resources against an economic system we ultimately believed was doomed to failure. Uh, but there was that, that, that counter um, critique uh, from the right on on the Cold War pre-national review. I, when I think of World War One, I, I think of like, uh, was it the assassination of uh, Franz Ferdinand right. by uh, Gio Giovanni Preceppi, Preceppi, something like that? But he was like a right. Serbian national, I believe. Right. Killed the... What, who Archduke was, of the Archduke, Austria-Hungary, I believe. Uh, killed him, and then Austria-Hungary declared war on Serbia, I believe. Is that I what it was? that's right. And then Britain, who was an ally of Serbia, like NATO, a NATO, like an alliance... Declared war on Austria-Hungary. Britain declared war right. because they were an ally of of the Serbs. So then Gavrilo, Gavrilo Princip. Thank you yeah. very much. He and two other guys tried right. to kill France. He was the one that actually pulled it off. But wasn't it like he screwed up and then by luck happened to have accidentally run into him later on? I don't know. There was Story a carriage oh, going wow. down the road, and they yeah. were like hiding out and waiting. They couldn't get the thing. He threw a grenade in, I think, into the carriage and killed Franz Ferdinand and his wife. Man. Uh, right. And then so after right. Austria-Hungary declared war on Britain, I think one of Britain's allies declared war. I'm sorry, after Britain declared war on Austria-Hungary, then Germany declared war on Britain, and then France declared war on Germany. Uh, some dumb right. stuff like right. that. And all of a sudden you have a, a, an inadvertently is what they call right. later a world war. So we got to avoid that. That's what NATO is setting us up for is if something happens in Sweden, then they declare war on Russia or, or Russia declares war on, on Sweden because some dumb right. Sweden national... And then Britain declares war on Russia. Like, come on, guys. Come on. That, well, that's the wisdom of George Washington's farewell address, right? That America should avoid being in entangling alliances with foreign countries to avoid precisely the outcome that you're talking about. But the about. other argument is if if we had not had the defensive alignment against Nazi Germany, that right. he would have taken Poland and then he would have taken France and then he would have taken Italy right. and then he would have taken over the world. So... But you have to, I think you, you, you have to start with World War I to analyze everything that happened right afterward um, and, and, and the circumstances that led to really uh, the, the most catastrophic war in human history up to that point um, and, and, and what could have been done to, to prevent it. I mean, it, 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 was, it, was, an, it was eminently, in many ways, preventable. Um, war and the Second World War. No, no, I'm talking about the World World War One and the first instance. The Great War. The Great War, mm-hmm. right? To war, the war to end all war wars. The war, uh, the war for, you know, democracy and and freedom. 
Um, but again, uh, uh, not well understood, it seems. There's a YouTube channel called The Great War. I highly recommend it. They went from 2014 to 2018. Every week they would make a video talking about what happened 100 years before, because it was 1940, it was basically the centennial of World War One. And they would go week by week. Every week there's a video about 17 million people died today uh, in the in the Somme or whatever in this on this this four four month battle that went on in eastern France between the British and the the trench and then the Germans and it was just like kill 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 they take like tw- a half a mile of land and then the next day they'd get it taken back and they just kill death 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 and it's modern war they keep stressing in modern war the most advanced weapons are used you do not see it coming do not engage in this stuff now. That's my personal statement on it. Do not engage in this. I, I don't like appeasement, though. I don't like the idea of, like, let the conqueror conquer. Right. But, I mean, Taiwan is right next to China. It's, it's it's I don't know. How far away is it? Three miles away from the mainland or something? Uh, not, I don't no, think it's that close. How close is it? It's, 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 it's right off the coast. Dude, what a this is probably been having this discussion for a hundred thousand years. But you know, to your point about what the people in nineteen, you know, fourteen to nineteen, what nineteen eighteen went through, uh, the, the the courage, the the brutality of it, um, and then you think about the world that we live in today, and the difference that each and every one of us can make in the world, and the comparatively little sacrifice that we have to make, right, to make a difference, right, whether it's because standing for truth and justice in our world today, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen to you? You might lose your job, right? You might lose prestige. You might lose your you might, life. You, you, you might, you might, but you know, you're not being asked to run into machine gun fire like those guys were, you know, in, in, in World War One. There's a movie called They Shall Not Grow Old. I believe that's the name of it um, about World War One, where they colorized a right. lot of footage. When you see the guys get out of the trench and run and just fall down because the machine gun nests. Right, right. I'm reading about the uh, what pulled the U.S. into World War One. It's actually a lot over several years. The sinking of the Lusitania, the SS Arabic, they were attacked. Un- uh, Wilson was, was furious over unrestricted submarine warfare. Germany backed off. And then ultimately, with the, with the warfare going on, the German submarine offensive, there was food shortages happening in the United States. So then they were just like public support started to ramp up. People were pissed. I'm still reading a little bit, but it's yeah, kind of yeah. crazy because with the World War II, it was like, we got attacked. Right. You know, we got attacked and we were like, all right, that's it. We're pissed. World War One, the Americans were funding the British. Basically, they were sending them food and weapons and stuff. So the Germans were like, F this. So they started blowing up American transports. Right. And then Americans were like, hey, don't blow up our transports. We're just ferrying people across the sea. And the Brit- Germans were like, no, you're not. Y'all are going to love this. On April 6th, Congress declared war on Germany. Remember the good old days when Congress <laughs> declared war? The, the only the, the last time was World, World, uh, World War II, right? Was it really? Right. I think that's the last time the United States declared war. Um, oh, all the, every it. other war, right? The, the Iraq the, War. I mean, I feel That's, like that—that that was the end of the soul of the United States. Then, you know, we win World War II, and then all of a sudden, these 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 corrupt individuals are like, "Well, now we're going to do limited warfare." Kissinger. Yeah. I was watching. Uh, you guys ever watched The Good Place? No. No. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not that big of a fan, but I'm watching it because I've like watched everything else. Basically, it's actually not bad. It's a. Rel- it's a slightly. It, it ended a few years ago, but I was just laughing because the they were uh, in the end of the show. They're like referencing people on Earth who did good. And then the demon guy, he's like, well, then I want to name bad people. 
Henry Kissinger. And then I just started laughing. I was like, that was a great, great reference for a TV show. I would show love to, to meet Kissinger someday because I used to think of him as a, just a vile demon. But now I'm like, well, maybe limited war prevented World War Three at the time. Uh, you know, I used to think of him as a vile demon. Now I think him think of him as a narcissistic, sociopathic, vile demon, you know, intent on just causing human suffering. So, you know, it's only gotten worse. It's only, only worse. If we could get materials from place to place without effort, then we're talking. Then we don't really need as much content. We don't really need conflict. If we can get food into the desert through like stratospheric drone delivery or something like that, <laughs> as long as people don't need to take. It's going to be interesting in 50 years. I don't know if it's going to be a civil war or if it's going to be a World War Three, but it's looking like it's going to be a World War Three, and then the U.S. just crumples. And then it's going to be, and then, then I mean, you look at uh, World War One. You had the Russian Revolution, right? So we could be looking at something like that. Yeah, and the, the Russians War. pulled out of the war after the communists took over. The, they were like, communists were like, we're anti-war. That was a big part of their thing. So they yep. killed a bunch of people, took the country, and, and basically screwed the, 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 the what are they called, the Entente? The, no, the Entente was the Germans and the Austrians, the uh, Central Powers. The Central, Central Powers, powers were German Austrians. Yep. The Entente was the British, the, the Allied French, forces. Yeah, and the Italians. And uh, after Russia pulled out, it like screwed them over. They were like, well, there goes our ally. Right. Now it's, now it's every, but then the Americans came in and... Remember when Trump millions said, were what were we even involved in World War One anyway? And then they made fun of him. Yeah, right. Um, we, we were talking, we had Michael Malice on and he made the same point. He was like, yeah, no, we shouldn't have been. It was Woodrow right. Wilson was this disaster of a president. Wasn't he the Federal Reserve president? Yeah, he what signed the Federal jerk. Reserve Act. He did sign the, the the act. I don't I don't know if he was ever the president, but yeah, of 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 the Fed. But no, no, no. I'm not saying he right. was president of the oh, Fed. He right. Was, he was the president at the time yes, of the Federal you're Reserve. Correct. I, that, that's right. That's what I meant. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. I meant I, when I when I said of the Federal Reserve, I meant like that was something that was, you know, from of him. the Federal right. Reserve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It grew signing. from him. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. What what is it? He's like the worst president we've ever had. He even acknowledged that was the biggest mistake or one that he ever made. Have you heard that speech where he talks about that he unwittingly gave control of the United States to a bunch of bureaucrats? No, I have, basically, I, I didn't realize. No, a really great. I, he speech. did a lot. He did a lot of bad things, though. <laughs> he did a lot of bad things for the country. He's a bad guy. And, and he's a bad guy. And you know the Espionage Act and restrictions on curtailments on civil liberties during the war. Did he do the FBI? Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't know. I. I, I don't know who was responsible for the FBI, but... Um, no, it was later, I think. J. Edgar Hoover was in the 20s, maybe? Maybe. Was it? 1908. Oh, wow. Yep. So, but I don't think Teddy that, Roosevelt? That, yeah, that wasn't Wilson then. But Wilson was... Wilson was a progressive, and um, he... And, and our entry into World War One really, and I think you can argue, created a chain reaction and 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 did not serve our interest or really the world's interest in many ways it was theodore roosevelt he did the fbi teddy what about teddy. the cia the cia i wonder if that 40s. came later was that yeah 40s that's my guess that was like cold war stuff right, right. 1947 mm -hmm. yeah so who was uh 1947 truman yeah, yep there it is right there truman yep wow man we look back at all this stuff and we're just like what a big mistake and now uh, we just keep trucking along. Did you hear that? Things keep happening. That Eisenhower speech when he was leaving office and was like, well, sorry, guys, we created a military industrial complex. If you let it get out of control, it's going to take over. But, but it was it the did. best. It was the best we could do. We had no choice. He was basically alluding to that. Sorry, it's the best we could do. Just don't let it get out of hand. <laughs> Man, I can only imagine being around in like the late 40s, being involved in this stuff and just thinking to yourself like, well, long term destruction to this country is underway. 
you know, just sit back and live your life while you can. That's, I wonder if many of them were thinking that with all the stuff they did. Then you look at everything that we have now and it's just spiraling. It's good well lasted. You know, people need to realize something. We, we, we grew up in a golden age. All these millennials, you know, marry you especially. Golden age. As bad as everything's been. Like we've had a recession. We've had COVID and everything. But like the 80s to the early to like the 20, like beginning of 2010 or whatever. It was in the United States. I understand 9-11. I'm not trying to downplay that. But for a lot of us, it was just like air conditioning, fast food, fast cars, the 90s especially. We didn't, you know, most people grew up in a world where it was like, when I'm reading about World War One, I'm like, holy. Right. Like, while, while all this stuff is going on, they're like, the Americans are like, we don't want war. There's like Pancho Villa expansionism. There's, there's Northern Ireland. All of these conflicts happening everywhere. People just blowing each other up. And then we grow up in this area where it's like the United States in, 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 in bubbled itself. And we are just like, what are we complaining about? Dude, yeah. the, I was going to say you had the Spanish flu, too. I think that was in 1918, oh, yeah, right? Brutal, that killed yeah. millions of people. So yeah. watching that footage from the from the they shall not grow old. Like you see how flimsy the human body is. What yeah. we think of as we're protected and all that crap. Like, man, just do what you provoke it over there. You're provoking it everywhere. I got this quote from Woodrow Wilson. This is after he signed the Federal Reserve Act. Uh, he said, I'm a most unhappy man. I've unwittingly ruined my country. A great industrial nation is controlled by its system of credit. Our system of credit is concentrated. The growth of the nation, therefore, and all our activities are in the hands of a few men. We've come to be one of the worst ruled, one of the most completely controlled and dominated governments in the civilized world. No longer a government by free opinion, no longer a government by conviction and the vote of the majority, but a government by the opinion and duress of a small group of dominant men. Wow. But he signed the stupid thing. And then he, he was like, look what I did. I don't know why he signed that. Normally, I would, uh, well, we are going to go to Super Chats, but I have bad news. YouTube crashed on us and wiped out most, all, wiped out all the Super Chats from before like 9, 10. So we'll just read as many as we can that came after that. But my apologies I, if YouTube breaks. I don't know, man. But uh, would you kindly smash that like button if you haven't already? Subscribe to this channel and share the show if you do like it. Head over to TimCast.com. We are going to have a members-only segment coming up for you, and we're going to be talking about vaccine mandates and social media policies pertaining to that, efficacy, etc. And um, that will be at TimCast.com, and it's going to be particularly interesting. We save the spicier stuff uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes when we have to, unfortunately. But uh, let's read some of your super chats. All right. Steve Hauser says, ha, Tim, you just admitted that conservatives do stuff. I gotcha. LOL, keep doing what you want and need. By the way, there will be no nuclear war. Self-preservation is a major factor. Self-preservation uh, self is the factor as to why I think there may be. Because Russia's, Russia's is looking at NATO expanding all around it. Now Finland, Latvia, I think Estonia. No, 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 no. Latvia, what are the countries on the board? Is it Estonia? It might be. NATO nations that are on the border with Russia already. So now you got Finland. Up the map. Yeah, I, this, I'm on Brave, so the, the map doesn't have Google Maps. Yeah, well, anyway, you get the point. Russia's going to say, in order to preserve ourselves, it's now or never. So that's my fear. All right. Sunny Z says, hey, Tim, I attempted to purchase a subscription on your site via Parallel Economy. Would not let me. Kept timing out on the final step. Tried Firefox, Chrome, and Edge. Stripe worked fine. Sorry to hear it. We'll, 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 we're, we're always taking a look at it. I got to tell you guys, you know, we're, we're a bit scrappy. 
We have like 30 employees and we're trying to create a subscription service and build shows and do all that stuff. So these are the early days. Try do it with a different did. browser too. He did. He said he tried a bunch Multiple of Multiple browsers. Yeah. Clear Brave. your cache. I see. Control F5 maybe. Um, yeah. Got, so but this is, this is why we also do have Stripe. Uh, Stripe isn't perfect, but they've done a substantially better job than PayPal. Locals uses Stripe, which is Rumble basically. So we're cool with Stripe for, uh, for the most part. But, you know, I got no issue with them. And um, their CEO has actually been responsive to issues. So I, I, I think they're better, way better than PayPal. But Parallel Economy is what we're actually excited to promote and, 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 and be a part of because this is something new that's definitively anti-censorship. You were saying? On the border of Russia in the north is Finland, then Estonia, Latvia, and Belarus. Yep. Lithuania is further and west. And then there was concern about Ukraine. But uh, Ukraine had a lot to do with gas, uh, natural gas and, and Gazprom. But Finland... Now you got another NATO country on their border. Yo, they're not happy about this. Is yeah, man, stuff. All right, let's see. Let's grab some more super chats. Let's see. Gad says, "Why Nancy Pelosi? She's the speaker, not a diplomat." I don't know. I think the Biden administration said Nancy shouldn't go. Right? Is that what happened? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they warned her about about going. Maybe she was just. Uh, oh, I, I, there was a story the other day. That uh, Paul Pelosi sold off at a loss a bunch of NVIDIA stock. Yeah, $300,000 loss. $365,000 loss. Ooh, like one for every day of the some, year. Some people said it was just tax loss harvesting. Yeah, I was thinking that, that crossed my mind. They want to yeah. write off a loss on their on their yearly earnings so that they <laughs> go under some sort of tax bracket. Well, I mean, it's just harvesting a loss. So you can be like, I'm going to keep the stock anyway, so you might buy back in or whatever. I, I don't know exactly how it works. But uh, I just think it's really funny timing. You know, with Taiwan <laughs> and the TSMC and the chips bill. Yeah. Particularly convenient. How, how is it that you, uh, so many people go to Washington and make $175,000 a year in Congress and create generational wealth? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Isn't it, like, isn't, it is an interesting question. Isn't it like more than half of Congress is are millionaires? <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. Something like that. Quad Fu says, please invite Mike Glover on the show. He is the founder of American Contingency, whose logo appears on the leaked FBI docs about MVE. He is getting he is getting legal together for a potential defamation suit. Interesting. Do you guys see that Ted Cruz smacked down uh, Ray from the FBI? Negative. I think so I did see. Project Veritas released this from a whistleblower that the FBI considers symbols of American history to be extremist symbols, like the Betsy Ross flag. Okay. And one of the symbols they list is called the Gonzalez flag. You, know, you guys know what that is? No. It's a, it's a cannon, artillery, and it says, come and take it. The story's actually really funny, the history of the Gonzalez, like Texas. And it was the colony, I think, of Gonzalez. I think it was a colony. And they requested defense. And they were given one old brass cannon. And so that's what they had. And then the Mexican colonels or whatever commanders came over and said, turn over your cannon. And they made a flag with the cannon on it saying, come and take it. And it's like this one cannon. And they're like, to war. So uh, the funny thing is when Ted Cruz was like, 
questioning like why the Betsy Ross flag is on there. He pulls off his own boot and slaps it on the table because his boot has the Gonzalez flag on it. He's from Texas. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> yep. And then he mentions that this this militia extremism doesn't include any Antifa or any leftist stuff on it. Or cartels, let's be honest. The, yeah. Their, their lack of... Uh, of, of what would you call it, I guess, leadership on the cartel management is, is concerning. The Gadsden flag was on it. And he pulls up, here's a license plate from initiative. Virginia. And he's like, so all the people who have Virginia license plates, you see, I see them everywhere over here because we're, we're, we're on the border with Virginia. Yep, they're all extremists. He didn't <laughs> have an answer. It's just insane. The, the DOJ has been weaponized completely. They've lost it. All right. Chris Dobler says, back off China. Japan has Godzilla. All right. That, that, that's right. All right, let's see. Top Gundy says several infants were left to die after being born alive during botched abortions in Minnesota in 2021. Wow. Said he sent, the, sent Lydia the links on Twitter. Terrible. Crazy. Terrible. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Adrian says it's time for nationalism. I agree. I agree. All right. Grace Fang wants to challenge Ian. He says, Ian, you have an ignorant view of Christianity. You are taking your own personal experiences and nitpicky bias over the littlest thing. Nothing is perfect. Everyone and everything has fault. I can't, I can't deny that what you said was true. Well, all right. Andrew Hobson says, Taiwan is not, nor has it ever been a territory of China, or as the real ones call it, West Taiwan. Agreed. Taiwan is the actual China. And yes. the CCP took over the mainland, and they are an occupying force. And I am not a fan. Yeah, the Republic of China is, uh, what is 170 islands? Taiwan's about 98% of the land mass of their country. Yeah, I'm completely in favor of unification of, uh, of Taiwan with West Taiwan. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would, be a way, that would be way better for everybody. Imagine what would happen to the CCP, like to the people of China, if the CCP was, was removed. And it was like... Dude, China's Taiwan. amazing, man. As a country, the people, the history, uh, I, yeah, and, and the land, like the geography is incredible too. The the history, dude, of the temples right. in the West, like in the mountains, in Shu. Whew, I want to go. Yeah, interesting. Man of culture says the internment of Japanese ethnics happened because of the Niiahu incident, where a Japanese couple tried to help a downed enemy pilot escape Hawaii. Interesting. Tyler W. says, if it makes anyone feel better for Taiwan, China is going to destabilize demographically, politically, and economically in the next decade or so. You know, that's not a good thing. A country that's facing a collapse is a desperate country. And war shores up resources. So, like, think of the United States and the culture war and food shortages, military industrial complex. The reason, uh, one of the reasons they say that the U.S. economy did so well after World War II was that we blew up all of the competition. After the war, if you wanted autos, for instance, it was the U.S. building and, and exporting. And these other industries in, these, in Germany and Japan were wiped out. We will see. We will see. Tian Walmeron says China buying farmland and distracting the U.S. with a Taiwan war so Russia can take Ukraine to control fertilizer. It's a bait and switch tactic to ensure we will live under communist rule. Well, it's coming, man. Yeah, I just saw BlackRock partnered with Coinbase. That's another concern. Yeah. Mike Darusha says YouTube is making it, making it effing impossible for me to send a super chat. This is my seventh attempt. I've been hearing that. People have been saying for some reason their super chats are getting blocked. They're not able to post them. So I don't know why. But uh, it must be just an accident. 
right? <laughs> just, yeah. a, just a mistake. Just a coding <laughs> just error. An error. Yeah. Maybe t- the things you're typing a, in are, are taboo on the system or something. I had a video, I think it was about trans children or something. And when it went up, it was getting no views. And then it had, it had no audio on it. On my end, when I played it, it was perfect. When other people played it, there was no audio. And some people didn't even see it. And so then, uh, you know, our social media manager here, Dane, he was like, yeah, there's no sound. What happened? And I was like, my file's totally fine. So I had to re-upload and then delete it. Very weird. Mm-hmm. And they always just say, it must be a mistake. And I'm like, how does a mistake like that happen? Come on. Doesn't happen to Jimmy Kimmel, does it? Oh, All right, let's grab some more. Sparky says NATO started war. Putin's an anti-globalist hero. I absolutely 100% disagree. I see Putin as despotic. I'm not a fan of what Russia is doing, but I'm also not so blind to just act like NATO's expansion isn't a provocation. I don't, I think, I, don't, I do not believe that Putin is a good dude at all. He is not a good dude. All right. Ola, I don't know how to pronounce this, Soberg, says Turkey Erdogan is still against Sweden and Finland joining NATO. All member states must agree. What are Putin and Erdogan talking about, you think? I mean, that'd be crazy if Turkey breaks off and sides with Russia. Oh, man, things would get crazy real quick. All right. Jonathan Harris says, question for James. As a fellow NC resident, why do you think we can't even pass medicinal marijuana uh, when I can drive up to uh, drive up north to VA and buy legally? I, you know, I, I, that's a good question. I think there, I, I know there was a renewed effort in the General Assembly to try to get something done on medical marijuana. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there are, it, it, it's a divisive issue for uh, North Carolina Republicans as to, uh, you know, legalization of any, any marijuana, any liberalization of those laws. So, um, you know, maybe it's a generational thing. I think there are people in at least the North Carolina Senate that are trying to move the ball forward on that issue. But, you know, you raise a legitimate question. It doesn't make intern. It's not internally consistent, right? That you could go to the VA and get it, but you can't go elsewhere. It just doesn't make sense. But there are a lot of things that uh, we labor under on a daily basis that are inconsistent. Like we saw, of course, in the COVID lockdowns, right, uh, that, that don't make sense yet, yet are. So hopefully something good will happen in that regard. Tyrants Hunter says, Tim, look at the Venezuela war games this month. China and Russia are being given the ability to build bases there. Yep. That sounds interesting. Oh, all right. Polly Bruce says peace will inevitably, inevitably come soon when the sun micro nova, the magnetic shield flips and the crust displaces again. Invite Ben Davidson from Suspicious Observer on YouTube channel before it's too late. You know what I'm really excited about? So we have uh, Tales from the Inverted World, hosted by Shane Cashman. And we're launching a new show, the Inverted World Podcast, which is specifically a conversational show taking calls. But I also would love to see Shane sit down with all of these uh, uh, different conspiracy theory people. Conspiracy theory is not the right word for it. Like Mud Flood, for instance, right? You know what that is? Yeah, yeah. The idea that a lot of civilizations been covered in, with mud. Like basically. there was one great civilization and then there was a great flood and it buried all of these buildings in mud. And that would have been recent too, which is the weird thing. Yeah. Because it's like modern buildings. Well, no, they're modern buildings because we think they're modern. Ooh, interesting. That's what the theory is. Anyway, it's not a conspiracy, this, this theory. 
It's like weird alternate history stuff. So I'm, I'm really interested to see if, uh, if we can incorporate that stuff too. like get some flat earther to try and explain what they think. And then, you know, have like yeah. a conversation with people who, who think these weird things, you know, love it. Yeah. There was a funny graphic I commented on earlier. It was the sun tabloid showing a map of the world and China was firing missiles to the U.S. and the U.S. firing missiles back. But it was just like it was the, the typical like British style projection of Earth. So as a flat 2D picture, it shows China firing to the West. It's like, yo, China would if, if it was a globe fire to the <laughs> east, but more importantly, fire to the north. Because it would go over to the because the Earth is round, it's going to go over the North Pole oh, before hitting the U.S. It also fires straight down from right above us. You know that can happen too. So keep that in mind. When I flew from New York to Hong Kong, we went we went over the North Pole, and then like that's the shortest distance. Right. So that's what you do. But they drew this picture. It was actually really <laughs> funny. All right. Let's grab some super jets. Brandon Bryant says, "Hasn't Putin already offered a line to the U.S. when he first came into power?" And the U.S. rejected and basically disrespected them. Is that true? I didn't know that. That's what it felt like in the late 2013. I mean, he, he wouldn't do interviews and be like, I try to have diplomacy with these people and they won't talk. And now Whoa. they're using massive propaganda against Russia. Triton 54 says Ian is correct. A single Ohio class submarine SSGN can fire hundreds of conventional tomahawks and destroy every warship participating in these exercises. More chicken Ian. Oh, holler. Yeah, but submarines it, are crazy. Yeah. You ever, you ever been on one? No. You guys ever been on a submarine? 20,000 leagues under the sea at Disney World, maybe. Oh. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> I got to, there was a, I can't remember where I was, but you pay 20 bucks and they let you go onto a submarine. Okay. Like you just walk up, go down. That sounds miserable. Oh my gosh. The worst thing ever. It was so cramped. And I'm like, people lived here. And they were like, yeah. And I think like, like when they, I can't remember the number they gave me, but I was like, that's even crazier. It's already cramped. Like they're there for two months at a time or something. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's you know, like, I, I imagine being in that in the, in the middle of a war too, right? Never know. Might be the might safest place to be, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're like, no one knows where I am. <laughs> you know, I'll just be safely hiding under the water. Barrett Hodges says Britain did not get involved until Belgium was invaded by Germany in World War One. Belgium. Belgium. Okay. Yeah. The tripwire. Cliff Lord says, Ian, check out Benny Willis, Will, uh, Will's poem, Who Is They, on YouTube. There's a song by the singer Jem called They. And it's really funny because there's a bunch of, like, you know, um, hate speech researcher, researchers who claim the word they is anti-Semitic. And it mm. references the Jews specifically. And so then whenever this song, from whenever I put on, like, Pandora or something and the song comes on, it's called They. And she says, like, who made up all the rules? We follow them like fools. And then I'm like, based on the context from the Anti-Defamation League, this lady is very anti-Semitic. Like, everything she's saying. But of course... They could be anybody. Well, that's what they do. The, I'm referring specifically, in they, I'm referring to like the hate speech researchers, not any class of people. They, anything you say, they're like, that, what do you say? That's actually anti-Semitic. And you're like, okay, what? Like when Alex Jones was saying globalist, they came out and claimed globalist was an anti-Semitic slur. And I'm like, Alex Jones is not talking about Jewish people. What are you talking about? He's probably more likely to be talking about lizard people than Jewish people. But that's what they do. That's how they get you. The consultant class is they. Yeah, the consultant. All right. Catman says, got triggered last night when you denied my existence. LOL. Catman was a DC character at one point. Catman. Didn't you claim there was no Catman? I thought there was no Catman. You are wrong. Catwoman. I didn't know there was a Catman. <laughs> Cat bro. <laughs> 
Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, I watched Kill All Others again recently. Y'all should too. It's the Google yellow to white change. We will be the others unless we are not. Have you guys seen this? What show was that? What that, that was on? You want to look that, look that up? Kill all, all others? All others. Yeah. Isn't it like you're not an other? I think I, Electric Dreams. Yes. Yo, this is a, you should watch it. Okay. It, everyone, it. everyone listening right now, you should watch Electric Dreams. I mean, the whole this series. This comes from The Hanging good. Stranger, a short story by Philip K. Dick. Yep. So Electric Dreams okay. is Philip K. Dick stories. The whole show is good. The whole series, like Electric Dreams, it's like a bunch, it's, it's, it's Philip K. Dick stories. But the Kill All Others story is like, basically this one, this guy one day is watching TV and a politician says that they want to kill all others. And then he's like, what? And then when he goes to work, nobody cares. And, and he's like, did you see what they said? And they were like, no, you're mistaken. And he's like, no, they really said this. Like, no, that couldn't have happened. The crazy thing about it is because of what you were saying to me the other day, Ian, where you're like, when you went and talked to your parents and said Biden's crazy and your mom was like, no, he's not. Then you come back a month later and she's like, yeah, actually. But that first response, when we had like uh, Richie McGinnis and his mom on, and I mentioned that feminists are more likely to be pro-war these days. And she was like, no, they aren't. It felt just like that, like that show and what they're portraying. That when this politician said they wanted to kill all others, he goes to work and they're like, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see that. That's crazy. That never happened. And he's like, I watched it. How did you not watch it? And then he goes outside and there's like a woman running, screaming, and people are chasing after her, and they throw her down. And he's like, what are you doing? And they're like, she's an other. And he's like, leave her alone. And they go, what, are you an other? Are you one of them? And he's like, no, no. And then like, it's, it's basically just a show giving you a metaphor for the others. When people start blaming mm. a different faction, someone else for their problems. It's a good show, man. You should totally watch it, for real. I'll have to check it out. Vadir Um Sambra says, so I have hundreds of pounds of food, many bags of sticks with thousands of food pellets. As we approach potential World War Three event, how do I explain express to those in denial? Well, I don't know if I look, I'll put it this way. Jenna just fired a, fired a bunch of missiles over Taiwan. So, I mean, if you're going to be a prepper, now's really the time to be a prepper, I guess. They said a food shortage is coming. I'm not telling anybody to stock up on you know beans or anything like that. But if a food shortage is coming and they keep saying it, they're, they're screaming it, you know, I'll put it this way. We talk about how, you know, we say Joe Biden's crazy and your mom doesn't see it. Yeah, mentally deficient was I think I was. Of your mom? They, the weird thing is I told her that like five months ago and she was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Which, I get it. I get it. Then I saw her again. And she was like, no, he's not. He's fine. Then I saw her the third time. She's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. And I'm like, what is happening? How can someone go in and out of this? Like you want to, I guess she wants to like him. I think that's the problem. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'll just tell you, there's a lot of people who aren't paying attention. And so when you say something like, I just bought some emergency food, they laugh. They're like, well, what are you talking about? You're crazy. And then you're like, well. That's a self-soothing thing yeah. to say that preppers are crazy. Yeah. Pre preppers are laughing. You know, like they could, China could literally launch an ICBM and they'd be sitting in their rocking chair with their shotgun being like, I'm good. Like, I, I know what's up. I don't care. So it's kind of like, what do you have to lose by prepping? Did, did preppers lose out on anything? Not They're that I know of. Hunting and farming and, you know, foraging and storing up food and just living. And then everyone's laughing at them and they're like, I don't care. Like they're not being hurt at all by prepping at all. Yeah, I would say don't don't like publicize your your prep because you become a target to people that don't have anything. That's that's probably the worst thing that could happen from a, a vocal prepper. Yeah. But in the event something does happen, they're going to be like, okay, I'm good. 
everyone else will be screaming. It'll be like there'll be zombie apocalypse in New York. What do you think? What do you think? 2.5 million people on Manhattan Island are going to do in three days when there's no food left. Yeah, create new types of food. Create new types of food. Eat each other. We've never <laughs> uh, eat fish. They'll go fishing, is what I meant. Yeah, in the, the Hudson, East, in the, the beautiful oh. Hudson River, lots of fishing. <laughs> the Gowanus Canal, yeah. sludge. Yeah, the people who will start. It's going to be like fallout, but not because of nuclear wars. Because they're going to start eating fish from the Hudson. And then their, their skin's going to start falling off. Remember that TikTok of that girl that jumped in the Hudson River with the Statue of Liberty in the, in the no. shot? No. She, happened? like, I guess she wasn't from New York, but she, she jumped in the water. I think she ended up being fine, though. Yeah, you just you end up being sick. It would have been fun if she jumped out. She was like, ah, and her skin's, like, melting. It's like the guy from <laughs> Indiana Jones when they opened the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Is it just, like, a, a, a human waste dump and a chemical dump or something, the river? It's just it's, filthy. It's the city. Yeah. It's There's yeah. tons of waste. I'm going to tell you guys a story. It's been a long time, so I could be getting this wrong, just taking into consideration. But I was when I was working for this env environmental nonprofit, they said they went to Lake, the beach, Lake Michigan Beach in Chicago, and they asked everyone to do a survey. Everybody filled out a survey and gave their information. They said, we're going to call you back in a couple days. They then called everybody back and asked them uh, if they had gotten sick and what kind of sickness they got. And it was something like 90% of people who went into Lake Michigan got diarrhea within the next day. Oh. Like they got sick from something. They probably ingested mm -hmm. some of the water. The water's filthy because all that crap from all the cities around Lake Michigan funnels down into Chicago and then everyone swims in it. Yeah. Yup. That's Chicago. <laughs> Gotta love it. I always had this, this uh, fake conspiracy theory that on St. Patrick's Day when they dye the river green, they're just finding a way to secretly get rid of toxic waste. Like, yeah, we're dying the river green and just pouring sludge and, and industrial waste into the river. And then everyone's like, yay. No, Happy they're just Patrick's dying Day. it green. Yeah. It's so weird that they dye the river green. Is it with algae or something? I don't like know. Like some natural way? I don't know. It's I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe my, my fake conspiracy is a real conspiracy. People actually <laughs> think it or something. All right. Ken says, no offense to your sponsors, but also being low carb, what plans do you make for emergency food? Or would you go full 1700s and switch to easier to store grains, etc.? Avoid turkeys. They're mean. Um, yo, if the apocalypse happened, I'll eat tree bark. Like, I'll eat what I have to eat. You can eat leaves. I was working one day and I saw a deer eating leaves. And then I looked up, can you eat leaves? And you can. You can eat them. They, you know, we eat, we eat a lot of leaves. You know, spinach. Yes. Right. Romaine. All the good stuff. But uh, I was reading like what you're supposed to do. And this thing online said, you rip the leaf and then rub it on your skin. And then wait 15 minutes. And if there's no reaction, then you rip a leaf and then you rub it on your mouth. And then you wait. And if there's no reaction, then you take a small piece and you eat it and you wait. And if there's no reaction, then you eat a little bit more. And then after a few days of slowly increasing, you'll find out if you're safe to eat certain leaves. And probably everyone should do that. If there's a group of people, yep. one person doing it isn't enough because someone might have an allergy. Same thing with berries. Now, look, don't take advice from me. I'm just saying I read something online. I don't know if it's true. But they would say, like, you take, like, a fruit and you rub it on your skin to see if it causes some kind of reaction or toxin or something like that. But also, out here, we got uh, wineberry season ended. We got pawpaw season coming up. I'm really excited for that. There's just, there's, it's just, like, infinite food. You go outside and they're just raining pawpaws down on your head and they're, they're hitting you. And uh, they're delicious. I'm reading about the Chicago River getting dyed. It says it's more or less food coloring. I don't know what that <laughs> means. Why would they do more or less? <laughs> That's so wild. I wonder what they dye it with. I got to know. Remember when Dave Matthews Band's bus driver released all the sewage onto that boat? Yeah. On top of legend. somebody. It's oh, a wow. Chicago legend. 
they were driving over the bridge and then the bus driver just pressed like the black water release (laughs) because the bridge is graded and they thought they'd get away with it and then there's a a boat like a wedding party right underneath and they all got sprayed (laughs) yeah the legend of the dave matthews band i don't want to say what it's called but we'll call it the ish shower (laughs) wow yep those were the days man all right right yeah man Sheldon France says, Submarine, submariner here, our SSBNs have the capacity to carry enough nuclear warheads to blow up a majority of the world. We have 14 of them. Woof. I don't know why. It's not a good thing. But what do you do when everyone else is doing it, man? Mike DeRussia says, greens in a salad are dandelion leaves. Greens? What do you mean yeah, greens? Maybe. Like collard greens or what? Uh, I think just that the greens in the set. It's a strange set. I think the sentence fragment was improperly typed, but it's quote greens end quote in a salad. I don't know. Is that like what spring mix or something? I don't know what you're talking about. I know you can eat dandelion. I didn't didn't know that dandelion is not native to here. And we brought it here because it was medicinal. And then I I started watching all these videos of these mountain hillbillies doing that. They do the the deep fried dandelion. It's like an Appalachia thing. Yeah, I'm excited to try it. We just don't have any dandelions right now. All right, last no, I'm going to no. say on the Chicago River getting dye green, they do it with 60 pounds of dye and it's, it's top secret formula that they call leprechaun dust. Someone commented oh, that it man. was like a totally safe plant-based food dye. Mm-hmm. Then it must be true. I hope it is. Dear <laughs> God, how could you do that to your, your fish pot? Yeah. When, when, this, when do they start doing it? I don't know. 60s? Mm, 60s? No, no. No. Some guy at a big factory, and he's like, what am I going to do with all this industrial waste? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 1962. Orange when it's in powder. Just dump it orange. in the river. It's orange? When when it's dry, and then it... Oh, where? I don't know. Wow. All right, my friends, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com, become a member, support Parallel Economy. That's what we use for our financial transactions, so we can start building this ecosystem. But we're going to have an uncensored... TimCast IRL episode. We, we, those go up Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. So we'll have that for you. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. James, you want to shout anything out? Yeah, uh, you can follow me at J Lawrence L A W R E N C E N C on Twitter. Envisage.law is my law firm's website. Right on. You can find me on Instagram or WeChat at Closer Kitty, and I demand that you subscribe to Pop Culture Crisis on YouTube. We go live at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific time, every Monday through Friday. Uh, go subscribe, join us over there. We have fun, and I'll see you on the after show. I'm gonna be. Oh, what you saying? I was gonna say it's like a hundred times more fun than this show because like everything here is like oh, the yeah. world's ending. It's a wild ride. I'll be <laughs> on the world's ending. Suffer. We, we literally party. Yeah, and then Pop Culture Crisis is like, you see that new movie? <laughs> hanging out money's flying through the air yes. and it's like wash it's nice. away all of your pains <laughs> i'll be on pop culture crisis tomorrow at 3 p.m yes looking forward to seeing you there uh last like i said the last last thing i'm going to say about the chicago river apparently some plumbers spilled green dye into the water mayor daly senior saw it and wanted to know if they could do it again for st patrick's day <laughs> maybe they used a different dye hey follow me at iancrossland.net get through to my social medias you can follow me all over the place i'll see you guys later Hey, I talk way more on the members podcast. We'll see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.